Gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm Doug Hagman in studio with fellow investigator researcher, most importantly, my son, Joe Hagman. Together, we are the Hagman and Hagman Report, coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in northwest Pennsylvania. You know what I didn't do? I didn't put up the uh, on the website the, uh, the uh, show for tonight. So that's me, and I apologize. I will get to that momentarily. But anyway, folks, it's great to be with you. We dig deep into topics that the corporate mass media, Illuminati-controlled mass media, won't, don't, will never do, and we're glad to be with you doing so. Uh, I just want to say uh, welcome to everyone. Welcome to uh, uh, Matt, if you're listening, Matt P., in your patrol car. God bless you. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. Thanks for thanks for being part of our program, and uh, we do, seriously, we, we do uh, wish you safe. Uh, a safe evening, a safe night, um, as you do your your work, ladies and gentlemen. Portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you proudly, brought to you by Pro Flowers. Oh, hey, guess what, folks, guys, guys, hey, uh, look, um, the game, the game online. You wouldn't want to put your rookie on the field, would you? No, of course not. Uh, you'd go to your playmaker to really verify to. Get the win, so to so to speak. Why do Val? Why would why would Valentine's Day be any different for you? Well, the pros of pro flowers have everything you need to win this Valentine's Day, guys. You know, Val, uh, pro flowers has really saved me a lot. I mean, they they they've actually uh, they, they've they've saved my uh, saved my butt a few times with flowers. Proflowers.com, folks. Again. Proud to be sponsored by ProFlowers. Go to HagmanandHagman.com. Click on the link. It's on the bottom of the page, in the in the bottom footer there. Click on the link to ProFlowers. It'll take you right to our little section there at ProFlowers. And, and what you need to do, of course, you need to you need to put our code in there, our special code in the microphone box, which in this case is Hagman. That's ProFlowers.com. Microphone code Hagman. H-A-G-M-A-N-N. If you're watching live on YouTube, there it is. You can see it. It's beautiful. Beautiful thing. Pro Flowers. It's our choice for um, Valentine's Day. That's proflowers.com. Microphone code Hagman. Oh, and by the way, how would you sleep last night? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had a, a meeting this morning in, in the, um, here in the, in, and, and I gotta tell you, uh, Joe, uh, I didn't fall asleep till like six in the morning. Yeah, what was up with that? I was doing research and and reading and and stuff I do on a normal night. Usually I'm I'm asleep by four. Okay. But, uh, we started this new, uh, initiative. Yes, we did. We touch base early in the morning doing FaceTime on Skype and, uh, (laughs) you looked, you looked a little rough. I set seven alarms because I knew it was going to be, it was going to be rough. And uh, I woke up to my wife screaming at me, Joe, Joe, 
you need to talk to your dad. What about the phone call? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. Um, when you sleep in comfort on a Casper mattress, it makes all the difference. So, uh, you know, <laughs> your sleeping habits aside, uh, I want to direct you folks to Casper.com. That's the home base of Casper Mattress. And let me tell you something. Casper Mattresses have revolutionized the way I've been sleeping and uh, my family, CasperMattress.com. Now, there, okay, our super special code there is CFP Radio. That's our our promo code, okay, CFP Radio. Now, we have linked it up off of our website. So if you go to Casper.com, just insert CFP Radio after, um, well, you insert that uh, in in the URL as well as the promo code. When it asks you for a promo code, it's CFP Radio. But I'm going to tell you something, more on this later, but, but Casper Mattresses meant, will revolutionize the way you sleep. You'll get a great night's sleep. It makes for a wonderful day. Well, today we've got a great program lined up. Uh, folks, I, you know, Joe, uh, Joe came to me. Uh, we have so much news and, and so much to get into. The Politics. It looks like politics is really, is really kind of uh, dominating the headlines, dominating the discussion. Whether it's at the at the kitchen table, at the coffee shop, or whether it's on the on the radio, politics is dominating. It seems to be dominating the uh, the uh, talk show landscape. Now we're going to get into some of that, but not not in the way you think. No, no. This is going to be a little bit different. The how we're going to frame this today. Is offering you the bird's eye view, the, 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 again, the cruising altitude view and tell you why. Um, well, tell you why things are the way they are. And, and you already know you're being gamed. You're being messed with. You're, it, no, nothing is really as it appears to be. You know that. And, and, but there is a biblical foundation for what we're seeing today. You see, look in the Bible, and you can see why things are the way they are. You can understand why. So with a little biblical, well, when you look at current events through the prism of biblical scripture and prophecy, you can see just how late the hour is and why the political landscape is the way it is. And we're going to follow that up after after Joe addresses this. We're going to follow that up with some other issues that are not making the news because of the political topics and compliments of the Tavistock Institute compliments of the CFR compliments of the Trilateral Commission compliments of the shadow government the shadow banking system the shadow the powers in the shadows we're going to be talking about that too so we've got a jam-packed show for you all topical all relevant all things that you need to know and you need to hear about and we're going to get to it right away. So, Joe, go ahead. And, and we were talking about, just to set this up, we were talking about the political landscape, how there are no, as Steve Quayle says, there are no political solutions to our spiritual problems. Greg Jackson had written so eloquently uh, an email, which I read yesterday for yesterday's program, that, that stated that, um, you, you know, I, uh, people in Iowa, they had a chance... Everyone's saying, well, we need, you know, we can't fix the, 
the political uh, the, there are no political solutions to spiritual problems. When when they had the people in Iowa had the chance to to bring forth a, a, a true Christian, not just somebody who proclaims to be Christian through words, but but somebody who would promise to be a Christian through deeds. Well, that person only got two percent. I'm speaking about Mike Huckabee, and this is not. Believe me, this is not an endorsement of any political candidate, but this is just merely to say, um, Mr. Huckabee had said, "Look, we are going to close. Down, I'm going to close down the abortion mills, the charnel houses, uh, using the uh, Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments, and and you know just shut down the, these killing machines that are killing four thousand young souls every day or unborn souls every day, and uh, uh, go back to the Constitution, but through the Christian uh, through the Christian reality, and, and of course, you know that only got two percent of the vote. People are people are much would much rather uh, select someone that is more chic or chic or whatever, but uh, you know more in demand as opposed to the spiritual uh, approach. To this from a spiritual perspective. So, Joe, with that foundation, I'm going to turn this over to you as you had requested. And then you, as this as this unfolds, we're going to get into this from a larger perspective. Oh, before I turn this over to you, a little one more piece of housekeeping: if you have the opportunity, uh, drop Caravan to Midnight a line. Uh, going to be on Caravan to Midnight. Was on Caravan to Midnight today. I'm not sure when that when it airs. I I have to double check. Um, but uh, John John B. Wells was on with him for. My goodness, an hour, but we talked, I think, for nearly two hours, just about a number of things. <laughs> and, uh, that usually goes. Yeah, but 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 wish them a, a happy second birthday. They're going to be going into their third full year now, as, as uh, J.B. Wells' Caravan to Midnight. And uh, we had a great talk about current events and about things and off-air and on-air. So drop uh, J.B. Wells a line and his son. And wish him a happy anniversary, happy birthday, and tell him you heard it on the Hagman Hagman Report. So anyway... Go ahead. I'm going to turn it over to you and lay the groundwork. Yeah, we're going to we're going to set the tone for the show tonight, and we're going to do so by using uh, my favorite parable in the Bible, which is in Matthew 13, the parable of the sower and the parable. Uh, there's two parables in Matthew 13, actually three, uh, and this lays the groundwork for. You know the title of the show: No political solution solutions to spiritual <laughs> problems. And um, the reason I like this parable, and I could spend the whole three hours talking about it, but it can be done in about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and it sums up the battle that we are fighting uh, currently, have been fighting, and continue to fight. And not only that, it is one of the uh, rare occasions where Jesus gave the parable and then explained the parable in great detail. And um, we'll just start here. And I'm going to skip around in Matthew 13 till I get to the, the actual parable. But in Matthew 13, in verse 10, it says, The disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Why do you speak to these people in parables? And Jesus answered them and said, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath 
to him shall be given, he shall have more abundance, but to, to whosoever shall have not, from him shall it be taken away. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they that are seeing see not, and they that are hearing hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the people's hearts is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are you, and your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, but have not heard them. Speaking, of course, in uh, the times of the end when prophecy is coming to a uh, crescendo. But the spiritual warfare aspect of the battle we face in this earth is given in Matthew 13, starting verse 24. And another parable put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed into the field. While the man slept, his enemy came, and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the household came and said unto him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in the field? Where hath the tares come from? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servants saying unto him, uh, What will you do? We should get, will we gather them up? He said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn, and gather the wheat into my barn. And the explanation is given, which we will get into in a second. But from this parable, we can see that the this is a parable of the sower. A man planted a, a field, a field of a certain crop. And while he was away or sleeping, an enemy, as the scripture states, came in and polluted the seed. Kind of like a organic farmer um, who has a tomato farm and Monsanto were to come in and implant genetically modified tomatoes in with the organic tomatoes. Just an example. So you have a uh, the the farm, the organic farmer, and then you have the enemy, Monsanto, coming in and um, polluting the seeds and the fruit that the seeds yield. So Jesus answers them and tells them the answer to the parable. And it goes as follows. He answered them and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field 
is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, where there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, <clears throat> when we talk about the big picture, looking at the spiritual battle, summed up in such an elegant and, and wonderful way, easy to understand. Um, from this, you know, there has been, uh, as always with doctrine, a mis misinterpretation. And, Dad, you pointed out to me uh, one of the counter-arguments or ways uh, pastors try to use this. And uh, from the commentary you gave me, one of the misinterpretations is that sermons and commentators attempt to use this story in illustration for explaining the conditions of the church, noting that there are both true believers, the wheat, and false professors, the tares in both the church and at large um, which is uh, a way to try to understand it but it does not encompass what Jesus said well, is as, that the correct understanding I no guess. Jesus right. gave us the correct understanding okay okay so Jesus is the farmer he created man the field is the world right where men live the good seed are the children of the kingdom which God had created. The terrors are the children of the wicked one, or the devil. And this is, is very plain, in, I mean, in plain English, in the Bible, Matthew thirteen thirty eight. The enemy that sowed the terrors is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. And so here, in just these four verses, we see the history of the creation of man what God had ordained man and given him dominion over taken away due to the fallen angels corrupting the seed and creating a different seed line as we know in the Bible there are two seed lines right and, and now, now the if, two seed lines Ishmael right or, well, no. okay, no, no, okay. That, that's getting ahead of myself. Two seed lines meaning what? Um, or, we or, have the seed line of the woman and and of God and man, and we have the seed line of Cain. Right, the, the Cain lineage versus... First John, chapter 3. There you go. Says this. Go ahead. Uh, 3.10. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil... Whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither has loveth for his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, 
who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew, he slew him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren, and he that love not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life. So in, in again in John, first John 3, uh, and, and folks, this is kind of critical. I don't mean to interrupt, no, you, but, go ahead. but I, I really, you, you know, when when we first when when I first heard when Joe said, "Look, we need to really cover this initially," I, I was really confused because I thought, "Well, how does it, how is this relevant to what's going on today?" And in particular, how is this relevant to the political landscape and all each one of us? Well, listen on because we're going to tie all this together because. This is important. This is not characteristically just for the church, but this is a parable, a larger parable. And Jesus spoke in parables because, well, we, the, our comprehension, we were, number one, we were asking the wrong questions, or we are asking the wrong questions, and we're asking the wrong questions. The apostles were, people were in the days of Jesus. So, how do you answer an incorrect question? Well, you, you counter it with, another question that would prompt you to rethink the first question. You see where I'm going with this? So, so that, that's why this is important. So go ahead and continue with this. And again, we're going to tie all this up, but, but think about this parable, and, which is found in the Bible, Matthew, the, 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 in the book of Matthew, the parable of the, the wheat and the tares. And, and clear your mind of your preconceptions. Clear your mind of, of, of saying, this only applies to the church. No, 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 just hold on a minute. Because Joe's going to tie this all together and show you why this is a larger, the implications are much larger, and how it applies to that. So go ahead and finish, or continue. Okay, so uh, we've established, and, and there's uh, two parables in Matthew 13. The first one uh, I left out, the first part of the parable of the uh-huh. sower, because that deals with reading and receiving the Word of God um and we, we can deal with that tomorrow because that's more complex than this, at least in, ex, in explaining. Uh, this is very easy. But but, it's, it's exquisitely simple, but only to the extent that when you rethink, you, you think you know, you think you know something, and then when, when you rethink it or when you are caused, when someone causes you to rethink what you think you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's right there. My goodness, okay. So, go on, because so we're in, going to tie this together. In the explanation of this parable, again, Jesus said, uh, He that soweth a good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Right there, firmly establishes two separate types of people. Mm-hmm. Two separate lineages. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. And then this next part's important. Uh, 1340, Matthew 1340. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire where there should be wailing and gnashing of teeth. 
<clears throat> then the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who have the ears to hear, let them hear. Um, now, some people will read into this, uh, you know, the pre versus post tribulation rapture. The only thing I can say is that if it is important in the orders that this is is written in the the parable Jesus told, if he told it in the specific order he did for a reason, because then before they mention the righteous and what will happen to them, they say that first the terrors will be gathered together and burned in a fire, and that all things that offend will be taken out of the world. Then the righteous shall shine forth. But not until the terrors and the offenses are removed. So what does that mean? As far as as Christians um, and their uh, future here on earth during the tribulation period. We understand that Christians do not endure the wrath of God yet we also are told that all who believe in Christ Jesus suffer persecution we're also told that you know pray that we are worthy to escape these things or in Isaiah uh, we are told to hide thyself for a bit uh, until the indignation of the Lord passeth over right and in the beginning, we we talked about uh, in the beginning of Matthew fourteen, it, thirteen, it talks about a certain type of people that their hearts are waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes are closed. Because if at any time they should see with their eyes, or should hear with their ears, or should understand with their hearts, they should be converted. And Jesus said, "I will heal them." But because they are. Uh, uh, a people of non-understanding and a people who don't perceive and hear not and see not because they set them not, not their heart on the truth and not on God these things are hidden from them and this applies not only to the spiritual world and to our spiritual lives in perceiving and understanding uh, times and seasons and, and doctrines but this applies to all in every issue and aspect of the world because do you think the people who are just spiritually blind, or who, the people who are spiritually blind, who spiritually can't see or hear, can discern things uh, of the world, being so spiritually blind? I don't. I don't believe they can. And this is, you know, adds on to why we are in such uh, perilous times today. Because people are, are, you know, the insanity has increased. People are, are, are losing it. They're, they have no direction. They have no discernment. They have no foundation in the Lord. The Lord said in Isaiah, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. But instead of the Lord's precepts, men have, um, heaped together their own traditions and followed the traditions of the deities and false gods that they worshiped all the way back from the exile in Egypt, Exodus in Egypt, uh, through Israel and the the captivity of Babylon back into Israel and then destroyed again at the end of 
uh, in 70 AD by the Roman Empire. And if we remember, Israel was taken into captivity first because the Israelis did not keep the Sabbaths of the land every seven years. They did not rest the land every seven years. And for every Sabbath that they overlooked, a, a year was added into 70 years of exile during the first captivity of Babylon. But back to the parable. But if I can interject something sure. here, because a lot of people say, wait a minute, I mean, how many how many people really today know what a tear is? Okay, you think you know, but what, what, what's a tear? Well, all right, and, and why does it matter? Okay, Joe's talking about the parable of the wheat and the tares. And in this story, uh, Jesus talked about a farmer who planted a crop of wheat, and during the night, his enemy, hey, whoever it might might have been a competitor, maybe um, Monsanto, you know, yeah. whatever, I, yeah, uh, he, he, he came along and, and, and sowed tares, planted tares or weeds along in amongst the wheat. Now, the thing about the tares, you can't tell them apart, right? And they say, you know, should the, because the enemy has done this. Um, shall we then cut it all down? Right. In the, see, and this is the, the real nugget here, okay? When we look at, and again, keep what we're seeing today in the political landscape of the United States of America and across the world, but in particular the political landscape of America, keep in mind this parable and, and understand that the tares, you can't tell. You can't tell. You know, you look out of the field, of wheat and you see out there and everything looks normal right except wait a minute we have had infiltration among the wheat somebody planted tares there are plants out there that are not like us but we can't tell who they are so so just imagine that oh no i mean uh, being a farmer and thinking about that oh my gosh tares we got tares okay well what do you do if it grows a little more it, it it does become evident obviously it's very obvious that it is not wheat as it matures however you can't you, you can't you can't take it out right there because you would disturb you would hurt the wheat correct okay what a nightmare for a farmer but we are all farmers well we are amongst the the crops i should say and in amongst us have been sown infiltrators. And I guess it would be a good time to go through the, the par- rest of the parable of the sure, sower. Sure. Because this parable deals with people getting the, the, the word of the Lord and the different ways that Satan will come and rob us of that understanding. Yep. In order to, uh, take our souls and he does this through um you know catching our attention away and um leaving us able to be careless uh, doing things that that we know he does he accuses the brethren and he's the master of deception yet he is the prince of the power of the air and works under the uh parameters that god allows but even Jesus said at the very end, if the days were not shortened, uh, 
even the very no flesh would be left, left alive, and the deception so great that even the elect could be deceived. But the parable of the sowers uh, is as follows. And deception is rampant, because even the very elect would be deceived. We can apply this somewhat prophylactically, I guess, to the parable of the wheat and the tares, because uh, wouldn't it be easy, you're looking out over this field of what you believe is wheat, and there's been tares implanted among the wheat, amongst the wheat, within the wheat, how do you tell? You can't tell until a certain level of maturity. And once you reach or once the wheat and the tares reach that level, then you can tell. However, until that time, you don't know. You don't know. But you know you've been infiltrated. Maybe you got a memo. Maybe the farmer next to you says, hey, guess what I did? <laughs> or maybe Monsanto calls you up on the phone saying, hey, hey, uh, farmer, guess what I did? You know, or, or maybe, who knows? But you know you've been infiltrated. So keep that in the back of your mind. Go on. The parable of the sower in thirteen nineteen of Matthew says, When anyone hear the word of the kingdom and understand it not, then the wicked one, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. Mm. That is he which receiveth the seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed in stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, uh, with anon and receive joy. Now that word anon, I can't read my own writing. Uh, temporary. It means temporary. Right. So if, again, but he that received the seed in the stony places, the same is he that heareth the word and temporarily with joy receives it. Mm. Yet he does not root it in himself. He endureth for a little while, but when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also received the seed among the thorns, as he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and deceitfulness of riches choked the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth, which also beareth fruit, and bring forth some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. So here we have one, two, three, four, five different ways people hear the word of the kingdom and only one way that it actually is received properly. In every other case, it is taken away, stolen by the devil, either because we have not rooted ourselves in it wholeheartedly or we receive it with temporary joy until trial or tribulation comes, then we forget about it um, and go back to our own ways and understandings. And, and um, Also, the other person who receives it wrongly is that who receives it. And when they receive the world, the care of the world and the deceitfulness of their riches choke the world out of it. It does not fit with their lifestyle. They hear the word of the Lord, they understand it, but it's incompatible with the way they want it to be. Very much. And lastly, it is those who receive the word properly who root it in themselves, understand it, and not only that, it bears fruit. 
And it says right here, some bear fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold, some onefold. But, but nonetheless, it bears, it bears fruit. None of the other ways bears fruit. Right. Even those who keep the word and, and, uh, re- receive it with joy temporarily. But that is taken away because when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the Bible and the word or the belief, that person lets that drive their belief away because it is not rooted in there. And, and I guess the, the main message is that the importance in which we place our spiritual life and understanding in relationship with Jesus if he is the center of our life, if he and his word are rooted inside of us, are one and the same, that's where we need to be. Otherwise, being careless, mindless, um, we will let Satan come and rob the only, not only the word out of us, but the soul from us, because we lacked the discernment, understanding to humble ourselves and do the will of God. Cares of the world. Cares of, of money. Cares of, of what other people think. There you go. Yeah. Satan uses every tactic and, and, and way he can to intervene, especially in a person who is a new believer. The, to try to the, steal the that belief out that's of right. him. That's right. Immaturity. Think about that and how that that's multiple. multiple <laughs> there's multiple applications to the immaturity from spiritual, but but uh, from our own immaturity to the immaturity of the wheat and the tares as we walk and, and look among the wheat and the tares, or as we exist among that that field. Go on. Yeah. Um. So I mean. That's all we're going to talk about as far as the parables. Cool. But again, the the overall understanding and context of these. And folks, if you haven't, I know a lot of people have heard that and read here and there uh, once in a while, Matthew 13 and the parables. But please get a good understanding of it, especially the parable of the wheat and the tares. Because this is yep. what describes the battle from the beginning to the end and the results. And the players. And the players, yes. Who it is. And where do we, and ask yourself, where do we fit in this picture? Let's see. Because all all political, um, all earthly systems, economic, militarily, uh, government systems, since Nimrod, every government that has been established opposes to God and, and his rulership by man or hybrid man has been in rebellion to God. I know this won't be a popular statement and we can get into this another day, but what if I told you that the Constitution was a document that basically granted or thought was thought to grant sovereignty not from other countries, but spiritual sovereignty from the oppression of the Lord. To say that again, I mean, I'm not sure I understood that that meaning. What if the meaning of the Constitution or purpose of the Constitution was not to declare sovereignty against other nations as the U.S. sovereign nation, right? But 
sovereignty against God's laws, separate from God's laws, yeah. and his judgment, kingdom, and affairs. In other words, freedom not, not freedom from oppression, but freedom from the moral and spiritual guidelines, the Ten Commandments, and biblical scripture. Yes. Is what you're saying. And there's a lot of truth to that. We need to look at Tom Horn, his writings, when, when he, uh, Zenith, uh, 2016, uh, Apollyon Rising 2012, Zenith, uh, 2016, is really an expansion of uh, Apollyon Rising 2012. But when you look at what's in there and looking at Washington, the research that Tom Horn has done and Chris Putnam and all of those, you can see, you know, you can, you, start, you begin to ask yourself question, ask yourself questions now. Perhaps was the United States set up to usher in the new Atlantis? Was it set up to usher in the Antichrist? Was it set up to, what was it, America, what was this established for? This beacon on a hill, this, this country of freedom, this, this, this country where ostensibly the oppression has been, uh, just sloughed off. Yeah. And, you know, now. We can look the quotes from yes, George Washington, yes. who uh, said this in 1798. It is not my intention to doubt that the doctrine of the Illuminati and its principles of Jacobism had not spread to the United States. On the contrary, no one is more satisfied of this fact than I. Well, Benjamin Disraeli, the former, or the first prime minister of England in his work, uh, Coningsby. Folks, I don't know if you've ever read that fantastic, interesting work, shall I say, not an easy read, not an afternoon read, but a quote from there. So, I'm, I'm reading this now, uh, quote, Benjamin Disraeli. So, you see, my dear Coningsby, that the world is governed by very different personages from what is imagined by, the, by those who are not behind the scenes. Okay, when you take the application of the parable of the wheat and the tares, as Joe laid it out, just moments ago, and you apply that to what's going on today. Look, folks, you can see that we have been infiltrated. Now, is it because, and ask yourself this question as you look over the political landscape, the geopolitical uh, events of today, ask yourself, is this because of apathy? Is this because of incompetence on the part of those people who are actually pushing the buttons and, and, and allowing the selection and election processes to continue? Or is this a process, is this uh, you can question it this way. Is all that we see, is all that we are experiencing today, is there some sort of rational plan behind it, or is this just a, a, a mixture of a bunch of idiot decisions and incompetence and, oh, I just, you know, can't believe our bad luck and, uh, or something more nefarious? And I would, I would argue that based on, uh, based on the historical, the history you're not taught, the history that has been revised, the geopolitics of today, that we are we are right now living in a time where the parable is where Jesus talked about this time. In the end, this is what you're going to see. And it all comes down really to to infiltration. And and to those out there not having the spiritual or intellectual, and I'll add in intellectual maturity to to understand what we're seeing, and the different different levels of maturity is extre- they're extremely important to, to 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 when you get to a, that level of maturity, not just for the identification of the wheat and tares, between the wheat and tares, but ourselves, and, the, and I'm not trying to add to or, or to um, uh, to to. Uh, 
change the meaning of this parable or add anything in it or no. But I'm looking at this from a slightly different position here. We've got to reach a level of maturity ourselves. Yeah. Don't we? I mean, we, whether yeah. it's intellectual or spiritual, because to accept the, that. Because the, it says right in the parable that the, that Satan, the enemy, can, uh, deceive the word out of you, steal and rob the word out of you because it is not properly rooted in you. And it is rooted in you through following the precepts of the Lord. Not, uh, uh sermons, not following sermons that pastors give, not listening to YouTube videos and people who speak on videos interpreting prophecy or Bibles the way they want to, but on the precepts of the Lord, as it says in Isaiah 29. That's right. There you go. Not of traditions of men, as the Catholic Church and the Pope will say, but on solely the Lord and His precepts. Begin, the That's fear right. of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Correct? Absolutely. Right. Bingo. And but but more people have have well, irrational fear, non scripture. They fear about being poor. They fear about losing friends. They fear about their. Uh, they're afraid about their. Uh, what's this guy saying about me? Or what's this uh, website saying about me? Or right. And and that's uh, sadly as we live in the days where we have a uh, a great falling away, and um, listening to to David Wilkerson's. Uh, old sermons, uh, as I like to do at least a few times a week. Uh, he made a, a great point that has been made on this show by other people, that the falling away, uh, just like Lucifer was an angel in heaven who yep. fell, yep. he had a position to fall from. The falling away comes from those believers who had a belief in Jesus who fell from that belief. Yeah, f- falling away implies, suggests that... The- <laughs> And regardless that you were in a position to fall from. Right. And, and regardless about the uh, beginning and end state of that person, in the world they had fallen from their belief system in Jesus. And we have seen a majority of people leave the church, leave Christianity, because of those who give Christians a bad name, uh, those who believe and are so legalistic and have the religious spirit and backbite and fight and tear down each and every other person who doesn't believe the way they perceived it to be. People have created their own Jesus, just like it says in Very much. Yep. And we have to understand that not only, I mean, the, the sheaves that are, uh, out, you know, outward look like sheaves, but inward are ravening, ravaging wolves. Those aren't the Satanists. Those aren't the globalists and, and the Illuminati members who do evil. Well, then who are they? They are the, the, the people who say that they are Christians, but inwardly devour and tear apart Christians through, uh, you know, the backbiting, the, the things that, uh, of human nature that destroy. Right. And right. the, would the, would the, does the Lord care, uh, about, uh, non-believers? being uh, deceitful towards other non-believers, deceiving them into believe or not to believe in, in something that's irrelevant? No. He cares about those people who are believers in the Lord who, at times, look to men, as many do, for answers, for instructions, for guidance. Yeah, and it, men yep, are yep. the ravenous wolves uh, and will lead them in the wrong direction. Well, and here, here's my take on this, and, and uh, for what it's worth, 
I, I was, and I've said this privately to a number of people, and, and folks, maybe you can relate to this, but uh, in today's landscape of, of the sheep and wolves, okay, in today's landscape of Christians and non-Christians, um, I, and I, I've said this and I've written this privately and I've said this privately to others, but let me, I'm going to say this publicly to everyone. Uh, here's my situation. Having been an investigator for 30 years, I've worked investigations where I've had to go to prisons and interview people, interview inmates. I've been to Attica. I've been to Rikers. I've had sat down with across from inmates the metal tables where the chairs and tables are glued to the ground where you can't take anything that you wouldn't want to eat, you know, uh, into us, into this area or otherwise get pushed into any open orifice of your body, okay? In other words, you're sitting down across from an individual or individuals in, in, you know, as you go through doing these interviews, you know, you're, you're going into a venue. It's a bad place. The, you hear the door shut behind you. It gives you kind of a little chill. And then you sit down at the cold metal table and you sit across from an, from an inmate in Attica or Rikers. You know what you're dealing with. You know who you're dealing with. You, you know this is not some, um, really, chances are you're not dealing with some pillar of society, some, somebody with a, with a great moral and spiritual compass. Nope, you're dealing with somebody that's not really a good person. It's obvious they're not wearing a sign that says, I'm a, you know, I've done this and this, but they have a number. They've got a number. You can tell. In other words, there is no way you cannot tell that you're dealing with somebody that is, you know who you're dealing with. Okay. How's that? You know who you're dealing with. You know what you're dealing with going in. There's no question. Folks, I've said this privately, and I've written this privately. I would much rather have my old position or go back to conducting investigations and interviews. I'd much rather walk into a prison like Attica and sit down and interview that person across from me, knowing who that person is, knowing what that person is, knowing what where I'm at without question. Then deal with the people who say, I'm a Christian. Let me help you. Come on. Come on. I'll help you. Pat you on the back. I'm, I got your back. I'm behind you. Suddenly, when the waters get rough and the going gets tough and there's rockiness, that pat on the back, you feel a sharp pain. You never see it coming, do you? Because that very self-professing Christian, perhaps, might be that person that will stab you in the back, but you'll never see it coming. Why? Well, it looked like a wheat, a stalk of wheat, didn't it? It looked like a stalk of wheat right up to that moment of that maturity when you could tell the difference, but before, hey, I thought it was wheat. Yeah. And, and but... Now, that's not an indictment of anyone in particular. That's an indictment indictment of everyone as it, as it is applicable. You, you see, Joe, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, here's the, here's the deal right now. The biggest threat com- is coming from within, in my view. The biggest threat are the people who are presenting themselves 
in the public arena as Christians, yet they're not, well, at least they're not acting like it in private. They're not acting like it in in actuality. And they don't have your back. They're watching your back, but not for protection. You, you see... The two the, commandments on. that Jesus said were most important were what? Worship thy God with all thy heart. Right. Mind, body, and soul, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. And it does not distinguish whether the neighbor is a believer. Right. Or a Buddhist. But we are to love one another right. as people, and we are to be Christ-like. Uh, be ye holy, is what Jesus said, because I am holy. So, the takeaway from this, and I really want to make sure that we understand this, is the parable of the wheat and the tares is, it applies to the landscape of Christianity, certainly it applies to... It's the, a brief rundown of right. the history of the spiritual battle of the world. Right. But it's more applicable today because the time in which this was meant or intended, based on Matthew, uh, was for the end of end, end days, especially being especially uh, uh, um, meaningful for the end, end end of time, the end of the age, the end of the the, the yes, time period which we are specifically important for us to understand being in the end times because right. we know that the end times are just a uh, the past reliving itself. And the, the, what got me when we were doing this, the preparation for this is, you know, we, we were talking last night with Stan Dale about uh, the Antichrist, the identity of the Antichrist. You know, everyone expects, or many people expect, oh, it's going to be like a Hitler type of person, or it's going to be a bad person, an obviously bad person. Well, if that's the case, how, how does this man get uh, adorned, and how does he um, adore and adorn? He comes in peaceably. Right, peaceful. right. But, but see... That's the, the, to me, this is the insidious part of this where people will fall for a man figure, uh, and worship, you know, fall down and worship or, or, you know, bend the knee to worship this, this, this antichrist figure, believing they're doing God's work. And this is the formula that's being used by the Illuminati. This is the formula that's being used by the, the power behind the one world government, the, the current players today. And you are going to be, we are all going to be given this bill of goods. We are all going to believe, or those lacking the spiritual and intellectual discernment that, that the man is on our side when in fact no, no, he might look one like one of us, but uh, uh-uh. he's the, he's the the man of perdition. That's, that was a good, uh, that was a good parable. Yeah, All right. folks, we'll be right back with hour number two right after this break. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome back, folks. 
Welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm Doug Hagman with Joe Hagman. We're heard uh, Monday through Friday, every weeknight, 7 to 10 p.m. here on the Global Star Radio Network. So glad you joined us tonight. Thank you so very much. Our topic is the no political solutions to spiritual problems. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're going to tie all of the loose ends up. We're going to tell you how the actual the uh, the systems of Babylon are being re-erected here in the United States and all throughout the Western world to bring, to usher in the Antichrist. This is what we're talking about. This is what you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, um, because, you know, everyone is so caught up in this, this right-left paradigm junk. Everyone's so caught up in cheerleading. And, and again, my good friend Greg Jackson saying, oh, you know, this is, it's, it's entertainment. You see, news has now become entertainment. Entertainment has now been given certain um attributes of the news in other words you might you might as well get your get your news from programs like the x-files and 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 other programs on the television thank you tavistock because there you're gonna get more truth than you will on the evening news there you're gonna get more truth than than by uh these uh, these right left cheerleaders political cheerleaders whose sole purpose is to distract you from the larger picture. If you want to be playing at the micro level, if you want to be playing at the, on the field, uh, right, left, uh, is it Cruz, Trump, is it, uh, you know, who's it going to be, then by all means do so. However, understand, understand that the end game has already been written, both by the globalists, at least in their minds, but most importantly by the Holy Bible, which we obviously take our marching orders from folks as i mentioned earlier uh pro flowers have you have you guys ha- have you gotten have you made arrangements for your wife your girlfriend your fiance have you or your mother okay have you made arrangements oh oh your mother come on guys you know let, let me tell you something uh a mom loves to get flowers. you know what my mother used to say to me please don't bring flowers to my grave because i'd like to I'd enjoy them more when I'm alive. Yeah. And you know something? I never forgot that. And, and after she passed away unexpectedly, when I was just a, a, a young guy, <laughs> um, man, you know, wow. It, it, so flowers are meaningful. That's a meaningful gift, folks. You know, you've got, you've got, well, with the game on the line, you, you wouldn't put your rookie in the field. Would you? You go to the your your best person to clinch the win, uh, the win. So why do Valentine's Day any different? Well, turn to your best player, your best asset, the pros at Pro Flowers. They've got everything you need to win this Valentine's Day. You know, I used to say, and I still do. Valentine's Day is really meaningless to me. Except for, except for telling that you're, you're telling your mom or telling your wife or that special someone just how much they mean to you. And every, every day should be a Valentine's That's Day. That's right. You should be, in fact, you should, you should order, uh, and I'm telling you this, it'd be great that we have you give your wife, your girlfriend, your mom flowers. Make sure she's got fresh flowers all the time. Well, you can do that, and I'll tell you how. Pro Flowers, they're offering the listeners to the Hagman and Hagman Report a dozen red roses plus a free glass vase just for twenty nine ninety nine, under 30 bucks. And And listen to this. If you order by Friday at midnight, you get free chocolates, too. Now, who wouldn't? What, you tell me which woman out there would not want a dozen roses, 
a free glass vase, and chocolates. Or or really do it right. And this is my suggestion. Upgrade to romantic long-stem red roses, or roses, I should say, with a premium vase, chocolates, and you know what? A spa kit for just $9.99 more. Go to proflowers.com. Use our code HAGMAN, H-A-G-M-A-N-N. Folks, you got to check this out. Guys, you got to check this out. Proflowers.com. Our code in the microphone box or in the box, Hagman, H-A-G-M-A-N-N. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there Eric is doing it. Eric the Tech is doing it, has done it, shows you how to do it, and shows you where you will land as a listener to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Folks, Pro Flowers, they're quick. The delivery is fast. It's easy. The whole process. I mean, other than other than uh, making the uh, mouse clicks and entries for you, everything is done for you. I mean, this is just unbelievable. And you know what I've noticed? I, I did use a, a local florist when my wife took sick. I was right away, you know, I had to go. I went to a, a florist here locally, and I got this exact same thing, or, you know, a dozen red, a dozen roses. From, yeah, they were real from, pretty. Yeah. For six days. I, say, I, didn't, I didn't see them. For six days, they were pretty, and then all of a sudden, it looked like, you know, somebody took a weed whacker, and, uh, because they were le- not with Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers, they've got a, they're guaranteed the last seven days, or your money back. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Folks, it's a no-brainer. You can't beat the price. You can't beat the convenience. Pro Flowers, they take care of all of the details for you. You get all of the glory. You can't beat that. As I, as I said, my wife, and she said, uh, in fact, I was talking uh, to Eric, the, the tech over here, and we were talking about Pro Flowers, and my wife overheard us when she brought the dog to the studio, and she said, hey, am I getting flowers? And and, and Eric just kind of looked up, and um, she saw the Pro Flowers uh, paper in my hand, and she said, oh, I love them, Pro Flowers. And I, there's nothing that we've purchased from, I mean, everything that we've gotten from Pro Flowers has been absolutely 100% beautiful. The packaging is great. So he, he, here's the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal. With free chocolates for this week only. Okay, please listen to me. Be a hero. Be a hero. Go to proflowers.com. Click on, <clears throat> click on the blue microphone in the top right hand corner and type in H-A-G-M-A-N-N Hagman for Hagman and Hagman. Just type in Hagman. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone box and type in our code Hagman. Now, what a deal. Twenty nine ninety nine, a dozen red roses, a free glass vase, and if you order by Friday, free chocolates or upgrade it. And that's my recommendation to for just nine ninety nine more to romantic long stem red roses or roses. I keep saying red. I'm sorry, you, you pick the color with a premium vase, and the vases are just gorgeous. And a spa kit for just under ten bucks more. Oh. Go to proflowers.com. Use our code Hagman. That's proflowers.com. Use our code Hagman. And I can tell you stories about, like, you know, uh, oh, just just how much trouble uh, other places have caused other people in terms of, you know, trying to get the order right and stuff. No, no, not with proflowers. There are choice for flowers. That's proflowers.com. And use the uh, code word Hagman. And before we get to the continue with the program, I had mentioned earlier, Joe, you and I were talking about, uh, you know, the hours we keep and, and, and such. And 
I just want to really drive this point home, too. I, I know a lot of you guys and women, you're getting your refund checks back from the IRS, maybe. Oh, you're laughing at me. Don't laugh at me. Oh, well, it doesn't matter because Casper mattresses have made mattress purchasing absolutely affordable for everyone. Here's the deal. Well, Casper mattresses, they're an online retailer of premium mattresses. And you get these mattresses for a fraction of the price. The mattress industry has inherently forced us, you and me, uh, to go to, to, to showrooms and, uh, you, you know, you're forced to pick out a mattress by looking at it, by laying on it for a minute or two. They get mad when you jump on it. I mean, I tried that. I told my wife to lay on it and I was jumping on the mattress and, you know, I was asked to leave the store and then, you know, we had an incident and, you know, the rest is news at 11. It's in the paper. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, but you know what? Casper has revolutionized the way mattresses are sold. And they cut the cost of their product by dealing with resellers. Or, you know, you, you know there's no middleman here. And the quality of the mattresses are beyond belief. A Casper mattress provides this resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort. I can tell you, Lady, our studio dog, oh, does she love this? And so do we. My wife and I, I've got one of a Casper mattress in, in a room that when I come in late at night, if I don't want to disturb my wife, you know, grab, uh, uh, I'll make sure lady, you know, comes with me and we'll just go up, hop in the bed. And, uh, we're both, uh, she's four paws up. I'm, four, you know, arms and legs up, man. Having a great, uh, having a great sleep. But this is a great new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. Folks, mattresses can cost well over 1500 bucks. They can. I, you know. Mattress I was jumping on before I got uh, kicked out of the store. It was like uh, it was close to two grand. But Casper mattresses, they cost between uh, what five hundred for a twin size, six hundred for a twin XL, which I've never understood that, but that's okay. And, and eight fifty for a queen, nine fifty for a king. You can't beat the prices. They understand that buying a mattress online can can indeed have consumers wondering how this is possible. But the convenience when you buy a Casper mattress, it's risk free. They offer free delivery. They offer free. It was funny because when our mattress was delivered, and I told this story before, guy guy said, "What's in the box?" Because it was heavy and it was kind of small. It was dense. I said, "That's our mattress." He said, "I thought that's what." And he started laughing. He said, "But but really, you know?" I said, "Yeah." Oh, when you get it, it's so fun to open. It's got a little opener in there, and it's great. You put it out of the bed, and it just it's 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 a full mattress. It really and it is so supportive it's fun to it's fun to purchase it's fun to get it's fun to set up and it's even better to lay on this is an obsessively engineered mattress shockingly fair price it's got just the right sink the right bounce the right everything again it combines two technologies latex foam and memory foam you get a risk-free trial and a return policy try try sleeping on a casper mattress we'll even they even give you 100 days with free delivery and painless returns and folks, these are made in the United States of America. Again, Casper.com. That's the website. Now here's the important part. You ready? Here's the important part. Casper.com slash CFP radio. That's right. Casper.com slash CFP radio. Casper.com. C for Canada. F for pre. 
They're free. <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, P for press. Radio. Casper.com. CFP Radio. Also, in the promo word, ask for a promo code. You put in CFP Radio, and you get the special for Hagman and Hagman.com listeners. That's Casper.com slash CFP Radio. Using the promo code CFP Radio. Look at the screenshot if you're watching this online. Oh, what a great, just what a great. And, and by the way, you'll know you're in the right spot when you see that on the screen. Welcome to Casper from Hagman and Hagman Reports. Casper.com slash CFP Radio. Promo code CFP Radio. All right, getting back to the show. Go ahead, Joe. Go a ahead. couple announcements before we do jump right back in. Sure. Um, uh, this pertaining to Hear the Watchman. And I want to find the email from Mike. Uh, but John Robertson sent me an email, and I talked with him earlier today. He's going to be coming on Monday with Flip Benham. Yeah, that's great. Talk, um, they're going to be talking about uh, some specific issues, and they got a great show planned. Uh, not going to want to miss that. That'll be Monday with uh, John Robertson and Flip Benham. They're going to be talking about the Hear the Watchman conference as well as uh, other issues that are going on. John, obviously, the Hollywood insider, and um, Flip Benham is a uh, uh, pastor who is an author as well and will be a speaker at Hear the Watchman. Also, uh, pertaining to Hear the Watchman, two things. American Survival Wholesale, a proud sponsor of Hear the Watchman, wants to thank you, thank you for your support. They're offering a special this week only. The first 25 people to go to hearthewatchman.com and purchase a ticket by Sunday, February 7th, will receive a free companion ticket courtesy of American Survival Wholesale. Buy one, bring one. American Survival Wholesale feels it's that important for you and your guest to attend. When purchasing your ticket, just enter ASW in the promo code section of the order, and your guest will be admitted free of charge. Can't beat that if you're going to Dallas and want to bring a friend. Also, uh, Sheila uh, Zelensky has been having roundtable shows with all speakers from Hear the Watchmen, except us, Josh Tolley, and John B. Wells. But every other speaker is on. This will air Thursday, 6 p.m., at Weekend Vigilante. Yeah, and we, we had we had scheduling conflicts, so... Yeah, this show got in yeah. the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, this here is Thursday, February 4th, 6 p.m., hosted by Sheila Zelensky. All speakers are featured, aside from John B. Wells, Josh Tolley, and us. And uh, from John Robertson's own word, it rocked. So good, man. check out that broadcast, 4 p.m., uh, Weekend Vigilante. Fantastic. All right, now that we got the housekeeping, that portion of the housekeeping out of the way, I just if we can talk about uh, the current events here. Well, I uh, thought for the rest of the show I would read the new Federal Register regulations for the day. Yeah, we could do that, and, and we'd um, actually have a, a, a ride on our hands. But but no, it, it's it's it, we set up the first hour. You set up the first hour with the, the uh, parable of the wheats and the tares. The infiltration aspect of, of what we're talking about here, folks, is is just is so applicable because America has been captured, but we also have been infiltrated. Right. And the infiltration has been subtle, is subtle. You look around, you don't know who to trust. You don't know. Um, and I was talking with my wife about this uh, after the show last night when I got home. I said, you know, wait a minute. Um, 
it, it, it just seems like uh, it, it just it, it seems like you, you, it, there's nothing. What we perceive to be real is not. I mean, plus the people, um, the, the 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 politicians, the people. It, it just seems like we we are captured. I mean, and I say this all the time: we're a captured operation. But but when we were talking about this, we were talking about it in the in the in the context of the of the Iowa caucus, because that was still dominating the news. And she said, "Does it really matter?" She said, "Is it really going to matter at the end of the day who?" Uh, who wins New Hampshire, for example? Is it really going to matter at the end of the day who wins all of these various states? Because it seems like, and these are her words, it seems like the decision has already been made. Case in point, the flipping of the coin, the six wins, six times, uh, six uh, precincts for Hillary on the Democratic side. And it just seems like everything is, is all laid out for us. It's all scripted. But in the meantime, as we are so focused on all of this she asked me she said well what's going on aside from the elections because all i can get is just the news about the elections and that's by design and that's by design from the tavistock institute that's by design from CIA, the cia that's by design from uh through mk ultra the different modes and it's with purpose all right now with purpose just really quickly and i've mentioned these before but i just wanted to get into a couple of uh, a couple of uh uh Issue. Well, you know what? Before I even get into that, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to say this. I was talking with uh, a couple of people today, including J.B. Wells, and uh, he's all disgusted. He said, man, this is just what a mess this is. Have you noticed? Okay, number one, Hillary Clinton uh, on the Democratic side. Only one to be listed on the cover of The Economist magazine. Only presidential candidate. Is that a sign? I don't know. But but the fact is, from Watergate, from her days during Watergate, where she served on the committee, the investigative body, uh, with Nixon through today, there's a line of felonies, a line of misdemeanors, a line of criminal conduct, a continuing course of criminal conduct. And as we, we sit here today, there's an issue about emails. There's an issue about Benghazi. There's an issue. I mean... The scandal plagues her, yet she has been Teflon. I mean, she no. There's been no arrest. Well, you know, uh, go on. The cover of the Economist has two possible presidential candidates. You see, the, uh, Obama's on yep. there. Obama is on there, and we had that discussion too uh, with various people. And you wouldn't. And be, there's a robot. Okay. Well, that you know, yeah. So, but, but folks, I'm going to tell you something. More and more people are talking about the uh, behind the scenes, the uh, the non compromised, non captured media. There's a lot of. Uh, I'm going to give you kind of the back story of the various people who are talking uh, behind the scenes. They're talking about. I wonder if there will be an election, and then they, of course, it, it goes back to well. It doesn't really matter because whoever is going to be selected for that position is already compromised. And let me give you an example too about uh, about compromise. Um, Rubio. How many people think Rubio has a shot, or how many think people, or how many people think Cruz has a shot, or Trump has a shot? Are we basing this on what voters actually no, no, vote, or are we basing this on? <laughs> we're, we're, no, this okay from the okay from the real. Uh, 
taking into account the agenda of the globalists, who, who would the globalists want in? Would they want Donald Trump in? Okay. Well, from all appearances, no. Okay, now hold that thought. Okay, let's just go with the obvious appearances. No, they wouldn't want Donald Trump to take the nomination or to become president. Why? Because everyone knows Donald Trump has been married a number of times. He's had affairs. You know, everyone knows his well, background. His, yeah, his well, personal okay. background. I guess what I'm saying, he's got no skeleton in his closet that he can be blackmailed by. And with, he has his own for, funding. Uh, right. And could run the presidential race, you know, without uh, with his own war chest well, of money. Well, forget about the race. I'm influence. talking about in, in, in the Oval Office. You put him in the Oval Office, can he be controlled? That's the question. Can Donald Trump be controlled in the Oval Office? Not not with the ego and, and narcissistic tendencies. He has absolutely not. All right. Let me take it a step further. Is there anything, for example, if we are going to put install a puppet in the Oval Office, you and me, all right, we've we got to control this guy. Okay, so we right. are so, going to be but creating or uh, well, 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 picking the next. Yeah, you, you okay? Yeah, you and I, we we actually control the world. We're we're members of you know the secret society, the secret cabal. We're the talking Council about so, of two, right? The Council of Two now. Okay, and we we're the Illuminati. And uh, here, this because this will this will get people to this will get people. They're going to screen capture this and say, "See, we, I told you it was Illuminati." We need Eric right? for the three to complete the triangle. Oh uh, yeah, or what is that? Let me do that. Or wait. Um, yeah, that's the triangle. A little more like that. Yeah. All right. So like this, and, and then they 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 do this. They do this, and then over the one eye. Oh yeah, the uh, one eye. Uh, uh, how bad am I? I I need uh, I need directions for this. All right. We need to hire Jay Z for uh, training. Right. Okay. So you and I. We're, so we're, we're we're like on the top. No, we're going to put our guy in there or a woman in there who who um, we just because like, we got plans. We we got plans to to re- reconstruct the Tower of Babylon. Uh, the first, you know to to reconstruct it and actually we're going to control the masses. So we need somebody in there who is compliant. So who are we going to put in there? We're going to put in Donald Trump. All right. Let's see. Hmm. Probably not, right? Out of the candidates. Trump. Nah, probably not. Are we going to put in uh, Cruz? Well, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's already part of the controlled um, political slash globalist oligarchy. Right. Right. But are but would Cruz be a good guy? Can we control him, I guess, is the well, bottom line. I guess the question is, can his wife control him since she's, you know, uh, the head of the globalist affairs of the family? So, yeah, I would say, yeah. Okay, so he's on the short list. How about Rubio? Absolutely. All right, why? Why? Well, if I remember correctly, he's also questionable as far as um, his... Yeah, what? Eligibility. Yeah. And that, number one, can be held over him. Um, Do I think he's a bad guy? It doesn't seem like it. We can't judge people's hearts, though, and we can't base our judgments based on what we perceive and what people say because uh, as uh, we've learned all too well with Bush and especially with Obama, everything that they say and promise is worthless their actions are what is important and they're always contrary to what they promise kind of like a tear among the wheat, right? right, exactly Hmm. I wonder why that was established at the beginning of the program well Let's take another look at Rubio. Okay. 
Might there be anything about Marco Rubio that he could be blackmailed for? Um, I don't know him, nor have I heard any slanderous statements about him. Uh, does he have secret meetings with the Pope? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. What's going on? Well, all right. He's being presented in, uh, to conservatives um, that he's anti-homosexual. He's being uh, presented in a number of different ways. Now, you're going to hear, and, and J.B. Wells intimated in Caravan at Midnight in our discussion, uh, public discussion, he, he intimated that, you know, there's, there's he said, I've seen pictures of uh, authenticated, to the best of his knowledge, and, and he's a guy that will do the research before he speaks about uh, Rubio being dressed up in kind of a drag. This is not for a Halloween thing, or this is not uh, a, a joke thing, but this is actually a performance that, that, that there's video and pictures of Rubio engaged in questionable uh, conduct, shall we say. Now, I'm not one to spread rumors and gossip, but if that's the case, if there, if this is the case and, and it can be authenticated, is it possible that the man who preaches family values might be have something that he could be... Um, um, uh, controlled by. He doesn't want to get out. Certainly, he doesn't want to get out to the American public. Uh, yeah, there seems to be some where there's smoke. There's usually fire, and just based on some recent revelations, there it would appear to me at this point that that it's very possible that Rubio uh, it could have some skeletons in his closet. And uh, here's here's why I'm bringing this out. Not because I want to get. Uh, bash against homosexuality or, or anything. This is all about control. This is this has nothing to do with personalities right now. Again, it could be John Smith or you know, whoever. Jane Smith. It doesn't matter. The names don't matter. The characters do. When I say characters, I'm talking about the, the entire person. So you got Trump, probably not controllable. Uh, probably not the... I mean, he doesn't have any skeletons in his closet. You can't really get him on morality. Uh, we know where he stands there. Uh, Cruz, hmm... Short list, okay, and Rubio. Well, what's the what's the deal with Rubio? I don't know. We check the Microsoft machine. Yeah, right. Like I said, if uh, my theory holds correct, Rubio will be a second, if not a close, very very close third to t- Trump in New Hampshire. Even though Trump's polling uh, again over double digit leads in New Hampshire. Uh, if they're really rigging this election, maybe they'll let New Hampshire slide because they can't have two blatant frauds in a row. But at this point, why not? They could uh, perpetrate a hundred uh, fraudulent presidential elections in our face and admit to doing so, and we'd do nothing about it, and nothing would change. So, but if the my theory holds correct, and they want to get rid of Trump, and they'll do so through the uh, manipulation of public perception. Because I wonder how many Republican uh, voters and or backers via money change their position or tune based on Iowa's results. Right. Well, that's it. Or, not New Hampshire's coming up, so we have to look at that. But, um, no, I, I mean, so... And Donald Trump leaving the last elect- or last debate um, was very smart on his part, because if people go back and watch Cruz on that debate... It showed his lack of leadership, his lack of ability to, um, to, to garner the proper, uh, attention, respect, and 
he did not seem like somebody who could command a nation. Well, not that. Th- what bothers me, the, what bothers me now about about Cruz is not he's saying things that people want to hear just as Donald Trump is just everyone says what what people want to hear and Ted Cruz is certainly using Christianity in the um Christianity in his talks and his conversations and we went through uh going backwards a little bit further we talked about his lack of constitutional or absence of constitutional eligibility um and i believe that to be the case but of course, Illinois. I believe the election yes. board, of Illinois, they think differently. He's been declared um, a natural born yeah, citizen right. by the Illinois Board of Election. Okay, so so I guess case closed on that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, and everyone is a constitutional scholar. No one's a constitutional scholar. Everyone's, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous. However, we have lost. We have nothing but lawlessness in this country. We've got uh, the renegade in the White House. Uh, lawlessness across the country. We it, apparently it doesn't matter what the Constitution says. Well, that's, no, it doesn't. It, it's been evidenced by, or as evidenced by Obama, as evidenced by this uh, this Congress, the Senate, as evidenced by every president really since Kennedy, and even since Eisenhower, or actually since Wilson. How's as that? Evidence uh, from the executive actions and the War yeah. Powers Resolution, right. which we operate under now, and international agreements, treaties, and trade partnerships. All right. So, so on the short list over on the on the conservative side, you got uh, Rubio is very very malleable, very controllable. Cruz uh, equally so, based on his connections with with uh, uh, his wife's connections with various uh, big banks and. And you get Trump. Uh, those are the top three. Yeah. And you have the lessers, Carson, Carson Paul. Yep. Uh, uh, all right. What's his face? <laughs> so okay, all of it. Mike Huckabee, by the way. Uh, I I hope that we hope to have on our program as well as listen to this, folks. Uh, Donald Trump uh, for maybe 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, or a half hour on the Hagman the Hagman Report. It looks like that's going to be worked out here. In a very and that'd order. be awesome. I'd love yeah. to talk to Trump. I wish we would have more time than 20 minutes because I would like to ask him some uh, some some serious questions. Not put him on the hot seat, well, but just... No, it, there's... It, yeah, yeah. And, and, get uh, some cl- uh, uh, clarification on statements he's made and... and um, Yep. I guess assumptions other people have made and, and theories people have thrown out there as to his true intentions. And, uh, I would like to also understand, um, a little bit more as to why he wants to become president. I believe it's more than just trying to restore the country to what it once was because that is a, uh, a ship that has sailed. But, well, I, I just want to say this, uh, I was allowed to make that, make that statement because, you know, usually high-profile guests like that, they don't want you to say anything until they're confirmed. But, no, I was allowed to say and yeah, I asked 15 him minutes. And I if he'd release his birth certificate on our show. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. So, well, Rubio and Cruz, again, eligibility questions. Uh, but Rubio's more controllable because of his background, or so it seems. You can folks you can do the research on that. Uh, okay, so on the, on the, on the or Democratic side, uh, oh, one more, one more on the Republican side, what, folks. What do you think about Bush? Is he out of the game completely, one hundred percent gone, or is he no. st- okay? Why not? Think brokered convention. There you go. Okay, because who's in the background here? Who controls the uh, the right, the conservatives? You see, this is all about control. This is all about the power behind the scenes. You're not going to hear this on Rush Limbaugh. You're not going to hear this by Sean Hannity. You're not going to hear this on Fox News. You're not going to hear this at all because they don't want you to know how this all works. 
So what about Bush? You said, hey, maybe a brokered convention. Is that possible? Well, even beyond that, they can manipulate the ballots on the various states where they can make sure you are not going to get the nomination or get the ultimately the presidency, but the nomination by taking making sure your name's not on the ballot in key states. Yeah, and think of the, the election in 2000 with Bush and Gore. Yeah. Uh, Bush stole that election. You go back to Kennedy. I mean, the recount of the Florida votes showed it was in Gore's favor, even though, and, and Bush conceded that night to Gore, right. made a phone call saying, congratulations, you won the president. Then something changed. There was the issue of the hanging chads. Right. And, and uh, the Supreme Court decision. Isn't that interesting? Right. And the Supreme Court did not allow enough time for the votes to be recounted before rendering their decision. If they did, the rightful president would have been Mr. Al Gore. Thankfully, it wasn't, but... Well, really... But was the decision made beforehand? Absolutely. That's the question. So was that all of a show for us, the unwashed masses? And the initiative. It was. To tell them there's a change of the guard in yes. the way the voting will be done and the selections will be carried out. That is true. Oh, grasshopper. Isn't that... Because right? it's it, it, it gave the wink and the nod that no longer um it it's even acceptable to the masses that presidential elections can be stolen well of course and this was a display to the american people this was an illuminati power play to tell Engage you of the truth that's right well they gauge to see the the tolerance yep. shall we say and to tell that's you right. what you were about to say, and to tell you... Well, to tell you who's in power, who's in absolute control. This was a message, and messages are sent in that fashion by the power players. But see, again, people don't want to hear this. Now, I find this interesting. I'm going to toss this in here, too, because this is a little bit more entertainment, or one would say this is about entertainment. The X-Files, all right? Now, um, I, I I had to make some inquiries, because I want to be sure about this. Chris Carter, the... the, uh, the uh, uh, creator of the X Files, the new X Files. Those of you who He's do the watch same TV, creator, the old yeah, one, yeah. Right? There's, there's uh, right, Chris Carter. There's a character in that in the in the new X Files. There was the initial episode, the pilot episode, and then the second. I think was it two or three episodes. Uh, we're I think we're in the third episode. But the uh, the talk show host in the first episode, that character is based off of, and I was able to verify this independently, is based off of Alex Jones. All right. And I don't know how many people have watched that that X Files broadcast. It's you know, interesting. All I right. just started for those who have Netflix. They put the old X Files uh, on Netflix, and right. I just started watching uh, in the last week and a half. I think I've gotten through four episodes, and I like it. I, I'm gonna. Well, it, it made me feel old when somebody wrote to me and says, "You know, I was just a young man when the X Files, the original series X Files, was on." I'm thinking. Man, are you serious? And in fact, the individual who I know actually have a picture of. He's got a, he's got gray hair. I'm thinking, oh man, am I old or what? You're gonna have to saw me and have to count the rings to tell tell my age. Well, you go ahead and. Yeah. You did watch the X Files? Yeah, my mom watched it. So. Okay. Well, grab a yeah. mic, guys. It was popular when uh, I was well, when I was younger too, but uh, I guess it wasn't something that caught my attention. Well, all right. Here's why I bring this up. Okay. In 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 the current X Files. The kind of the, the initial uh, the initial uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers here, so don't worry about it. How it started off was kind of eh, 
a little weird to me. And then it got kind of connected the dots toward the end of the episode, kind of like many of our programs. A little like, what are they talking about? And we you know, really, are you, okay. Um, and, and then it kind of gels at the end. Well, once more, I just want to say I was able to, to confirm, in fact, uh, I think Alex talked about this maybe, the uh, that, that radio personality was, was really based on Alex Jones. Okay, now you might think, so what? Well, I'll tell you, so what? The entertainment industry now is taking the news, the information that you need to know, and is putting it, wrapping it as entertainment. Telling, is showing you, showing you the future, basically showing you what they're doing to us oh, yeah. in the form of entertainment. So and they admit shaping right. public opinion, right? So, but but see, when you go turn on the evening news, thinking you're getting the news, no, they're entertain, entertaining you. Where you're getting the news is from the entertainment now. Yeah. All right. So just keep the that point in mind. Where Hollywood and the uh, news have intersected to the point where one cannot differentiate from the other because there have been fake news reports that have been Hollywood productions that nobody has to this day except for some, you know, people on YouTube who released the video and people who caught it uh, will admit to. Oh, 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 correct. Yeah, but but the, see, the X-Files to me serves as not just a, uh, a report of today's news of what's relevant, but it also... It's a two-way street. They they are gauging the uh, the reception and 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 you know the barometer of of the, the the viewers, but they're also telling us what is going to be taking place. They're preparing us. They're mentally programming us as 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 done via the Tavistock Institute, and this is why the Tavistock Institute is so critical to to be introduced into our our conversation here. Because if you don't know about the Tavistock Institute, if you don't know what the goals are and how it's being used. In, uh, in entertainment today, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't understand that, you're not going to understand, or it'll be more difficult for you to understand really the, the current events of the day. So, having said all of that and connecting what we're talking about here, um, the X Files is giving you the formula, much like that series. I'm trying to remember the name of that series. The uh, um, that had the plane crash into the World Trade Center, uh, or an almost crash. Oh, um, yeah. The, the spinoff of the X-Files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, regardless of the name. Where they talked about... Um, crashing a, a passenger plane in the X-Files. You're just going to kill 3,000 people? He right. said, yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, you can't fake something like that. Right. We'll blame it on the Muslims, of course. And this was prior to 9-11, and, of course, this was on... The Lone Gunman. I was trying to remember the name of that that series. It was only on for a few episodes, I believe, or whatever. But, but, but you see, when you start looking at the entertainment and and saying, okay, wait a minute, what are they trying to tell us? You can get a little bit more information because this is all a game to the Luciferians when they when they the game to, about us. In other words, we're gonna we're gonna kind of we have to tell you what we're gonna do. This is some sort of perverted code, ethical yeah. code, but they're doing it via the entertainment. Not the news. You're not going to hear. You're not going to hear Brit Hume talking about this, or whoever might be a good example of, of subtle predictive programming. The show, The Twilight Zone. No, you know, back good. when TV first came out, it was a a interesting. I mean, you didn't have the gore that you have today. You didn't have violence, but you had intellectual thrillers. Sure, 
But think about this, the predictive programming, the purpose of the Twilight Zone being put on TV because uh, the generation who grew up as kids watching that are living it today. That's right. Twilight Zone episodes or episodes uh, the Twilight Zone aired with certain scenarios we see unfolding in our life today. What does that tell you? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, reading up on, on some of the New Age and, and occult uh, theological uh, documents and, and whatnot, the founder of the uh, Satan Church, Anton LaVey, said the TV is the greatest tool of Satan ever invented. That's right. That's right. Leonard Ravenhill, a, a, a pastor, <clears throat> says this, which I have quoted often, um, because the joy is lacking in the house of, of the Lord, the devil has created a substitution, which is entertainment. And entertainment is the substitute for joy. <clears throat> and isn't that the truth? There, There it is. Now, we strayed on the X-Files, uh, but let's go back to our scenario, the Council of Two, the Illuminati, and okay. you know, the screen capture, so we can I can see this on some posted on some website, fun. you know, but I can put, it'll be posted on some website. See, I told you he was. All right. Anyway, uh, so on on the on the um, uh, on the socialist side, you got Sanders and you got Hillary Clinton, right? O'Malley's kind of out of the picture for now. A, l- a little and bit more there's, clear cut. There's a, probably an unknown in that mix. We don't. Right. It hasn't come forward yet. All right. Well, the first question one would ask is why in the heck isn't Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton uh, in prison? Some say she knows where the body's buried and, right. and they right. won't touch her. Some say that, um, you know, uh, she is is just too much of a loose cannon and... Um, some say that she's going to be the next president. Okay. So well, they need well, to get well, this stop, behind stop right there. Because, no, no, wasn't, weren't we told, in fact, by some insiders, weren't we told on this program, or maybe it wasn't on this program, maybe I heard this, hmm, could I have heard this on Fox? Could I have heard this from somewhere else? Weren't we told that, that Hillary was going to be indicted? Indicted? Benghazi? No, that was a witch hunt. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. So, all right, weren't we told that uh, you know the that Hillary was going to was going to be uh, uh, was going to be the the she's going to be made an example of? Oh yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. Now, what are we? So what's going on here? What's going on here is a how is distraction. She- Okay, wait I mean, a minute. As much as it is a crime, as much as she should be held accountable, this is showing the, I mean, you talk about a blind population or a indifferent population. The people of this country, uh, and I don't even know that the support's there for Clinton, even to win a primary like Iowa. I mean, think, think about Nixon. Being, uh, think about Watergate and the scandal coming out and the information about, you know, the, the breaking of the law and this and that. And then imagine a campaign being run by the candidate who was caught breaking the law and, and winning primaries. <laughs> I mean, when is this, what is the precedent for this? A, a criminal being caught digging herself deeper holes through lies that she's told and 
constantly continues to tell lies that have continued to be proven as lies that are not only have national security violation implications but treasonous implications even so much so that the White House is involved yet she wins a primary I mean the people want utter destruction and judgment to destroy this nation or they are just stupid well I mean if we had a vote if we had a vote yeah. To uh have the Holy Spirit restore America as a Christian nation to which would fix all the moral problems and turn society back into uh a place of 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 you know help love and kindness towards one another and world peace they would vote for the destruction of the world before that or in this case they're going to vote for the false peace and security offered by the Antichrist, void of God, rebellious against God, right? Just for the f- sake of being able to rid the world of what they call a cancer, which is the Christian religion. And if you look back at Alice Bailey and some of the quotes she, um, is attributed to and uh, for why she wrote certain books the way she did and what the goals were of Lucius Trust and the New Age um, it's very easy and simple and there's no middle ground here uh, that can say otherwise she says that um, to oppose the materialism of science and every dogmatic theology especially the Christian while the chiefs of society regard as particularly uh, I can't read that word but she goes on I mean she goes on to say that the organization uh, is to bring about an end of Christianity openly says this this Lucius Trust UN backed agenda and she's written in her books and she talks about uh, the coming one world religion based on the uh, the Messiah or Christ that is the Antichrist but they want to rid the world of all religion in order right. to bring about right. goodwill in order to bring about the Luciferian initiation the Gaia worship the goodwill world goodwill um, right. faith of uh, freedom right. of faith right. uh, you know they are talking about bringing together exactly what the Lord stated through his prophets through and when Jesus was here on earth what, what, to wait, incite wait, wait, action stop, to prepare stop, stop. for a new world order. Right. They are using, and we have said this before, they're using the King James Version of the Bible to bring about the apocalypse according, well, on their terms. They want they're to trying. fulfill. Yes, they want to fulfill the prophecies of the of the book of Revelation on their own terms, using the King the James plan. Version of the Bible. That's right. So we, what we're seeing here is the reconstruction of the old Tower of Babel. Really, there is no new world order. It's the old world order 2.0. Exactly. Okay. And they'll explain it as an right. evolution of spiritual spirituality and humanity. And the... Uh, 
using the widespread expectations of uh, saviors in the form of men that are prophesied from other religions, such as Islam, such as, uh, or, or I think it's Orthodox Jewish religions that still believe Jesus is still coming, the Messiah is still coming, New Age believers and people who are non-believers or alien believers. I mean, there is a a significant percentage of society who believe aliens are are saviors. They have, you know, mainstream reports. They have shows, Ancient Aliens. And people actually believe, they think it's ridiculous to believe in God, yet they believe in aliens. Of course. And there (laughs) there is no proof of any such thing as aliens. But our Lord left us a book chronicling the history, the bloodlines of the histories, the ev- I mean, leaving us every and anything we ever needed to question or quell any doubt about it. Yet they will pervert the truth to accept the lie. And, because and they enhance, turned over and, to and, a delusion. That's right. Enhance my reference to the X-Files. Only because the narrative here is to get people thinking about an alien form of life Roswell, think about how that shaped public perception of aliens. You see, all of this is coming to a head, and 2016 really is going to be, a, like Paul McGuire says, a banner year, a year of change. This is crunch time. But the mechanics of it, looking at this, and going back to Hillary Clinton, as you see on your screen, hey, the blue dot should come back in fashion. Remember from the William Kennedy <laughs> Smith trial, uh, even for us, but but especially for, for Hillary. Uh, okay, so... Okay. Yeah, sorry I, about that. I saw on a message board somebody referred to her as Cankles Clinton. It made me laugh. Well, Cankles is really the... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard it's, all uh, worse, but... Yeah, but... It's, you know, but, but, but here's the thing, okay? You've got Clinton on the progressive side. Then you've got Sanders... What kind of a choice is that? You've got, you have it's got like choosing between Mao or Stalin, <laughs> you know. And this well, it, that's a good, yeah. I mean, really, and that's applicable, I suppose, appropriate. So, okay, you've got uh, Hillary Clinton that should be in prison, and then you've got Bernie Sanders, who's an avowed socialist, and we know what he is. Again, I go, but go back to the Attica, sitting across from an inmate. You know what he is. There's no question about it. So, well, at least for Sanders, he's open about it, right? But but Hillary, uh, you know, a socialist or an avowed communist, regardless. But but look at the popular look at the uh, the popularity of these two. Look at the 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 idiots, and, and I use that almost as a clinical term. Walking around in Sanders' t-shirts, what does he offer the people? What's he offering the more taxes? Well, no way. Have you been? Have you been like listening to to Sanders, or <laughs> I mean, really dissecting what he's saying? Uh, no, you know, um, and I do listen to to opposing views on the right and left. I listen to some of the worst on both sides just to gauge their uh, what they're propagating. Uh, as truth and, and you know a great example is the Planned Parenthood issue which has been back in the news for some reason today well not for some reason talk, uh, for a big reason and that's because another tape has surfaced I mean I've heard terrorists being thrown around sure now. I mean, it's crazy. Well, to, to those of you who are watching us live on YouTube, Eric the Tech has been kind enough to furnish us not with uh, not with just two 
two celebrities, if you will. If you put glasses and gray hair on Clinton and then put her in a suit, she looks just like (laughs) Well, I'll tell you something. Yeah, you got got, uh, Hillary and then Grandpa Bill, as Eric likes to call him, in the back. And then, of course, you got Sanders on the right. So there you're looking at really the totality of the choices on the progressive Marxist left, socialist left. All right. So again, back to us two being the arbiters of, you know, the controllers of destiny. So who are we going to put in? And this is how I think this is how we have to look at things, not at the microcosmic level that is done in in a referee position like The Economist magazine wants you to believe, not with a coin toss, not with the entertainment that uh, Rush Limbaugh and, and, and others provide, not that there's anything wrong with that to, to coin a Seinfeld mantra um about something uh, totally different and disgusting but 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 i i guess what i'm saying is they have they're doing their jobs they're given the script and they're doing their job so I, we can't fault them for that can we that i'm uh, meaning russell and bosh on hannity rachel maddow uh chris matthews and even the intellectual or pseudo-intellectuals, the Charles Krauthammers, the Brit Humes, I can go on and on and on. They are, they are people who are, uh, put out there for our entertainment. To watch, to learn, to listen, to look. This is our entertainment. I mean, this is for our entertainment. This is not for education. This is entertainment. This, this has taken place of America's entertainment. This is a reality show, Survivor, you know, season, 2016. I don't, or, or, what is that, Big Brother 2016? So here we have one. So being the, the, the controllers of destiny, who, who on the, on the progressive side would you say we got, we, we have a chance to control? Well, I think that, I think it's obvious. Clinton, right? Hillary. Hillary, Diane Rodham Clinton. Why? Because, well, <laughs> hasn't she shown that she's got a lot of baggage? No, I'm not talking about junk in her trunk. No, I'm talking about baggage, luggage, right? She's shown that. And she's been able to to carry her luggage rather well, hasn't she? Oh, she sure has. Avoiding indictment. And but weren't we told that Trey Gowdy was going to take her down? Weren't we, tro- weren't we told that Trey Gowdy was the guy that he had the power? Trey Gowdy, Benghazi, remember that? She must be a cat. What happened to that? With nine lines. Uh, folks, you're listening to the Hagman Hagman Report. We'll be right back. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the third and final hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Doug and Joe Hagman bringing you an overview of what we believe is important in the, in the, in the context of, well, in the context that there is no political solution to our political problems and really no political solution or political savior that's going to bring us forth out of the morass in which we find ourselves. Before we get into the programming, I do want to mention, folks, Whole Tones Alive. Oh, if you, you know, just when you look at the news and, and you're, you're into this, the election 
oh, this stuff that's going on. How can you cope? How can anyone cope? Stressed much? Overwhelmed much? I think so. Do you feel like you got you have no control over anything? <laughs> well, you're not alone. You know, you can experience, and I stress this, you can experience the scientifically proven powers of music therapy through WholeTonesLive.com. WholeTones, WholeTonesLive.com. It, they have there a collection of proven music therapy that can help reduce stress, ease your mind, motivate you, calm you, well, just about any type of attitude that will affect your altitude. Whole Tones Live has it. They've got a collection of proven music therapy that can help reduce stress. That can ease your mind in these troubled times and can motivate you in those times when you don't know where to turn, where to look, and you're just all you're you're just under the 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 dumpster of of headlines. You can get started today, folks, and listen to a free sample of this just amazing music that heals and inspires. Oh, go to wholetoneslive.com. That's wholetoneslive.com. W-H-O-L-E, wholetoneslive.com. We've gotten so many emails by satisfied people, by listeners to this program who said, hey, I've ordered Whole Tones Live, and it's revolutionized. It's changed the way, it's changed a lot in my life. Changed, it changed my moods when I'm at the at the office. It changed moods when I'm at home. I play it in my car. I mean, I've got a long commute. Hey, I road rage. I, I haven't you know flipped anyone off lately. I'm, no, no, I'm just kidding on that. But but really, this will change your your life, and I mean that. Um, I started uh, using it when shortly before Michael Terrell came on our program. You can look up the episode, and that's a great episode. If you want to learn about frequencies and about what the Bible has to say about frequencies, and he explained how the music was inspired by the music frequencies of King David. So, folks, do yourself a favor and do those around you a favor. I think <laughs> I'm sure. Go to the website and download a free sample at WholeTonesLive.com. And, folks, all you have to do on all of those people we talked about are sponsors. Go to Hagman and Hagman.com and choose. The sponsor, in this case, Whole Tones Live. It'll take you right to WholeTonesLive.com. There you can download uh, a free sample of Whole Tones Live. And don't just stop there. Once you experience that, go ahead and order from WholeTonesLive.com. You can support our broadcast and go to WholeTonesLive.com. That's WholeTonesLive.com. W-H-O-L-E, Tones, WholeTonesLive.com. Welcome back. We're talking about the greater, bigger picture here. And, of course... So we, we've got few choices. These, the people are being selected for us. In the, in the end, does it really matter? Well, in the end, perhaps it might not because the agenda is what? The agenda is to take America down from within. And, and how do you do that? You, you consolidate power into the executive branch. And you, you, you make everything as one. You're able to control six, as in the reference to the corporate media, better than you can control 600. You can, you can better control a dozen senators or a dozen reps than, better than you can control 535. Or you can control five Supreme Court justices better than you can control nine. Or you can own and control human souls. That's right. 
through earthly systems, just yes, as the scriptures warned about. We we do live, you know, on the earth, so we have to participate. Well, we we do have to live. We are appointed not to be, you know, couch potatoes. We have to make a difference. We have our positions to play. We must play them, but we must do the, do so spiritually minded. But we we do so understanding that there is. There are wars being fought in the heavens and as they are on earth, of course. And there are terrors among us. And we have to be spiritually mature to understand and to see that, that, wait a minute, we have been infiltrated. And that goes for our systems of government. That goes for really everything, including our churches, but even those around us. You see, we are now in a position, as we look out over the geopolitical landscape, the war, rumors of war, stuff going on in the Middle East, stuff going on in our own government, stuff going on abroad, stuff going on here. Yeah, we've talked about the alien invasion, not meaning little green men, but those, the Muslims, uh, being sent to small towns in America, not New York City necessarily. No, 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 no. The towns that look much like those in Sweden and elsewhere, you see now America is bearing that burden and it's it's being done under the pretext of a humanitarian crisis, but it's being done to change our moral and, and uh, religious and, and spiritual fabric of this country. But all of this, when we when we are caught up in this and talking about the infiltration, uh, we, we know, for example, the and we're going to be getting it tomorrow talking about more into the the groundwork of the Tavistock Institute from. Uh, its creation through the CIA, through its application to today. That's tomorrow. Tavistock tomorrow. But just to lay the groundwork, and I've gone over this to you, with you before. You know, the Tavistockian model uh, follows a series of steps. What's really undeniable here, ladies and gentlemen, is that there is a cabal to take over. Uh, really, uh, well, there's there's a cabal to, to establish the old world order. That's called the new world order. But what are their objectives? And I've, I've, I've mentioned this before. Obviously, first of all, to break down, for example, the constitutional institutions, whether that be the military, the police forces, of course, uh, to be reorganized for civil action. In the, here in the United States, what do we see? We see the federalization of, of, of the police forces. Some might say, well, that's a good thing because of the threat of, of terrorism. Well, the threat of terrorism, of course, is uh, a threat that's been orchestrated, amplified, and exploited. But here we have you got to break down the, the democratic constitutional systems and institutions in here in America and all throughout the West. That's one of the main goals. And especially, you know, after World War II, this really gained ground. Now, you've got to recruit um, and infiltrate using fascist uh, recruits into con- uh, community control, uh, gangs. Then you have to have gangs that counter the gangs, and you got terrorists, and, and then those who counter the terrorists or the counter-terrorist organizations, you see, but it's a level of infiltration like you've never seen before, and then you eliminate through subversion, through assassination, through military intervention, through by way of embargoes or popular or spontaneous uprising, uprisings of the regimes, the people in power um, that have outlived their usefulness, and we've seen that when, for example, when Kennedy broke his chain and became his own man, he outlived his usefulness. Reagan, eh, they attempted to take him down too, March of 1981. 
Okay. Look what happened after that. Who really ran the show, really, after that? One can argue reasonably that it was George H.W. Bush. Okay, but when what about the steps toward establishing this fascist model with a democratic face, with a friendly face? Oh, it's it's okay. What are the methods? What's the model? What are the steps, the topics toward establishing this fascism? Well, how about area population psychological studies? Now, look, during the Second World War, and I just want to mention this because I think it's important, the uh, the West, the warfare, the, the Anglo-American psychological warfare machinery, the services that were developed, uh, they developed uh, actually a number of studies. They produced a number of studies that we use today. They um, they were studying specific neurotic uh, 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 tendencies, if you will, of cultures. As hideous as this sounds, this is true. The, the most famous of these studies was, in fact, the Strategic Bombing Survey. It was conceived as a basis for coordinating the Allied bombing of Germany with propaganda and other psychological warfare campaigns against the morale of various enumerated strata of the Third Reich population. Now, here's here's what, uh, here's what I'm saying about this. The, well, I'll even go a step further. This was a precursor to what we saw in Vietnam. This was a precursor to the CIA-led Operation Phoenix, uh, Vietnam. This was a genocide operation, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the South Vietnam, in uh, South Vietnam against supporters of the Viet Cong. Just to kind of summarize what that was, it was a uh, strategic, uh, it, well, in a nutshell, if you will, the strategic bombing survey mapped our best way to destroy the morale of the civilian population at the lowest cost. This is what we see taking place all over the world today. All right? And how did they do it? What was the other part? We know because this is kind of like a cog, the big wheel, of the cogs. They, they control the media, which is which answers the question. Well, why is it that you had so many media outlets back in the seventies and eighties, mid eighties, but you only have six today? Because the use of control of major media news and cultural media as instruments of inducing desired forms of of you ready for this? Partial insanity, really, among large populations. That's the, that's what we're seeing here. In general, by controlling the editorial policies, for example, the specific bias, we'll say, the news slant concerning national and international issues. You see, this is important. The, the key news agencies, those who we term the Illuminati-controlled mass media, the corporate media, the six media outlets, the the main mass circulating media, they determine what the population hears, sees, and reads. It's That's what they determine. And they determine what is credible and what is not. You see, anyone in the new media, well, no, I shouldn't say anyone. Uh, there are certain people in the new media who are okay. They're, you know, when I say new media, I'm talking about the internet. I'm talking about the, uh, the various websites. Oh, there are some that are accepted and others not. Who determines that? Who determines that level of credibility? 
Now it was mapped out by by uh, experiments and, and operations through the Tavistock Institute, and it's being employed today. It's the it's the people at the highest pinnacles of power, the shadow government. And I, I spoke about the Exchange Stabilization Fund before. You know, there's a in fact you can uh, uh, Market Skeptics, I believe it is dot com has a really great five part series. I think it's on MarketSkeptics.com about the Exchange Stabilization Fund Stabilization Fund. And, and this is really the shadow government. This is really the backbone. This, when you talk about who's controlling and who's pulling strings, the ESF is the, that's who, that's who's doing it. And, and who's at the center of that? Well, it's the Secretary of the Treasury. Because you see people think, wait a minute, wait a minute, people think the Fed's bad. Well, the Fed basically and the Treasury at this point are the same entity. You go back to the starting of the ESF and you understand, wait a minute, Hey, hang on a second. Uh, America at the inception back in 33, 34, um, we were a bankrupt nation. And of course, many people look at that as a starting point of when the, when America became what it is today. But, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, other aspect of this, and we're going to get more into that uh, tomorrow, uh, because that's so important. And then the local community control, uh, the infiltration, what we talked about the first hour. You cannot control everything, so you, you, you can't, I mean, the, the best way to do this is to, uh, create choke points. And that's why the federal government is so consolidated, because it's easier to control one or two choke points than it is to control 10,000. So what is taking place now on a community level is infiltration, subversion, but infiltration. This is where the opening uh, applies here. You cannot, for example, uh, at, 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 at least in the early stages, you cannot uh, determine the wheat from the tares. And this is how it all comes together. In the geopolitical realm, in the uh, political realm, and in the well, in really all venues. When we say time is short, the wheat and the tear have matured. Now you are starting to, you're beginning to see the wheats and the tares. You're beginning to see that your field of wheat has been infiltrated by tares. Could you have seen it 10 years ago? Well, you had hints of it. 20 years ago, eh, probably not the wheat and the tares weren't growing up very much, but now they are. Now, as time goes, you can see, at least in our view, you can see now as the crop matures, now it's becoming a little bit more clear. That's why you have that feeling of dread and, and, and feeling of, oh, my goodness, there's stuff going on here. I didn't see that. Well, it's because the wheat and the tares matured uh, the same, and and now we're seeing, we're able to distinguish the infiltration, the level of infiltration, and that's why 2016-2017 is really the the crunch time, as Paul McGuire calls it. And you might the to the skeptic or to the to the hard to the hardened of heart, they might say, well, wait a minute, you know, doggone it, you said 2012, the world was going to end, right? No, no, we never said that. No one said that. No, at least not anyone sane and rational. No, here's what we're saying. Time has progressed. And during that time, the wheat's been growing, the tares have been growing, side by side. It wasn't mature enough. 
the time, the, the, the time really, it, it just wasn't, they weren't mature enough to be able to tell the difference. Now, at this moment in time, you're beginning to see, you're beginning to see the difference between the wheat and the tares. And that is causing strife, that's causing internal problems, that is causing the powers to pull the trigger, metaphorically speaking, on certain things that they've got to do. Now time is short because the, if you're out there, you're going to be looking around and saying, wait a minute, that's a tear, that's wheat, that's tear. Okay, now it's time for action because the globalists have been pushed in the, uh, 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 the corner in power and the people, even those with the dullest of senses, with the most difficult spirits are beginning to wake up to the fact that we've been gamed. That's why with each passing day, each passing week and year, and I'm not sure how many years we have as, in fact, how much time we have after the 2016 election, but this is why with the maturity of the wheat and tares, we can see the difference, and the globalists know that. The people know that. We know that. Everyone knows that. Now, with the maturity of the crop, it's about harvest time, folks. It's about time. And now it becomes even clearer because just beyond that field, well, what's not being talked about? What's the game plan? We know that the larger game plan is the establishment of the old world order as the new world order. That's without debate. Kissinger, Soros, Clinton, Bush, Obama. I mean, name a globalist who hasn't uttered the words new world order. So what do we look at? Is it Zika? Is it the Zika virus? Are we gonna, are we, wait a minute. We're being told that the Zika virus has, you know, it's, it's, in fact, on the news before I came to the studio today, there was a news bulletin, our county, oh, caution to those pregnant women. Microencephalitis. What was the warning? Was, Watch out for mosquitoes? Yeah, yeah, exactly, because they live under your bed and they live in your closet. They live in the snow? I mean, no, no, it doesn't matter. See, <laughs> they, they 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 live in your house. They they it, it, it's, it was ridiculous. Wait wait though. Okay, hold on a second. You, you see the incident because they're warning pregnant women the incidence of microencephalus encephalitis, small headed unborn children or uh, children when they're born. What's that all about? Population control, right? Well, I was talking with uh, uh, Ted Brorte who had. Uh, uh, either John Rappaport or, or Wayne Allen Root on this program. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember which. And he said, no, this whole thing, this psychovirus, is a ruse. Y- you see, there have been instances of this microencephalitis uh, or microencephalopathy. And it's not caused by mosquitoes. It's not caused by viruses. Perhaps, well, maybe in a third world country where there's bad immune systems and sewage for water supplies. No, 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 no. You know what causes that? It's drug... Uh, it, 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 illegal, not illegal, but uh, uh, drug abuse. In the majority of cases of that condition 
can be traced back to drug abuse. And, and it's it's kind of a simple, but it's not really a simple formula. But but when you look at the numbers and statistics, it goes back to the uh, primarily people with uh, with that have abused drugs extremely. And it, it reminds me of AIDS and, and the HIV virus and AIDS. Okay, kind of reminds me of that. That's just my personal perception. So, but what's that a cover for? What haven't we talked about? Was Obama? I mean, what's Obama? What was Obama tasked with? Change, change, open change, right? When we're talking about the new world order, old world order, globalization, what's at the end of the? I mean, I mean, what's the one of the main things that we're not hearing about that we should be hearing about? While everyone's cheering for their uh, candidate, how about the Trans-Pacific Partnership? You see, it was back in '08 that Susan Schwab, the United States trade trade representative for the United States, announced. The U.S. entry into the TPP, and uh, of course, this ties in with economic factors of today that include, but are not limited to, the Baltic Dry Index. We talk about that. Everyone is talking about it. Have you heard about it two years ago? No, probably not. Well, why all of a sudden are we hearing about it now? Because it's making records record lows. Well, why now? Why are we just? I mean, why are we gaining this level of understanding? Why are we people talk? Why are people now talking about Baltic Dry Index? Everyone, it's it's it's. You need to talk about it. Well, why? Because people are watching it. Well, why now? Well, it's it's an artifact of the TPP. It's part of the TPP. So you got to look at things and, and look that Obama was tasked since he came to power and selected in a position of power since 2009, he was tasked with the implementation of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Remember last summer, everyone was screaming about the fast-track authority granted to Obama. (laughs) You see, this is the largest free trade agreement ever. It involves most of the world's economy, and it's got to be done right now. It's got to be finished before he leaves office. Can't You can't not finish it. Wait, you started out talking about the wheats and the tares, and you talk about the candidates, and you talk about you know X-Files, and now you got the... the we uh, left out Nazis. Nazis, yeah, we forgot about Nazis, but see, yeah, I, I do it, dare I say, that the yes. Nazis, <laughs> the, the, uh, this is all part of it, too. Oh, yeah. The Exchange Stabilization Fund, that's part of it. Money, power, infiltrate. It's, look, all the dots connect. The Tavistock Institute, they're all means to an end or methods and motives and tools. And the people that we're looking at right now, they're all the people that have been selected to usher in this final death blow to this country. That's what, that's what we're looking at. Im- embedded now within the... <laughs> Um, embedded now uh, in our country, infiltrated now with the wheat, are those people who have been tasked with bringing in the final building blocks of this global governance. The finishing of the pyramid. That's right. And if there's nothing else 
if you take nothing else away from this program, if you think, my goodness, that's three hours of my life, I'm never going to get back. I hope you don't feel that way, but if, if, if you find yourself feeling that way, and you, so, you find yourself saying, well, what did I really get out of that? What's the takeaway from this? Well, here it is. The tears are becoming obvious. So is the time of the harvest is coming near. The globalists realizing the fact that you and I and others are becoming aware of the tares and the separation from the wheat, they must act, and they must act rapidly, and they must have their, their key people in place. Nothing is going to stop them. No law is going to stop them. No constitutional whatever is going to stop them. The means, well, TPP, and as we talked about a little bit yesterday, the the health, um, the centralization of health records, and of course the Obamacare, which is key to all of this, because you need the medical records, mm-hmm. you need that information, you need that implementation of the. Um, RFID technology and the technology in order to tag and, and bag ultimately the American people and all the people uh, in the free world. You need to you need to destroy the economy in order to digitize everything because you can't control what you can't see. They can't control what they can't see, so they got to launch a war on cash. They, they've got to control the economy. In order to control cash, and they got to control the economy, they, so they've got to do it through the TPP in a larger sense. But they also do it on a local level. All of this is coming together; it's coming to a head. And you've been saying, "Well, I, time is short. Time is short. Time is short." You've been saying that for for a long time now. Well, if we takes time to, to, in this case, in this analogy, go ahead. And if we were told that time was short, as the is uh, even more true the now, apostles right? <laughs> of Jesus were writing the New Testament, how much short, how much shorter is time now? That's right. It's it's funny because people say Christmas is coming, and then you, somebody say, "Well, yeah, yeah, you said that a week ago." Well, it's even more true now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, see, that's where we're at. It's it's easy to get caught up. In the frenzy of the the uh, I don't know ground level theater, and that's where the majority of people are, and that's where the majority of people are going to be when the you know stuff hits the fan. And those are the people who are going to be asking you, "Hey, what just happened? What just happened here?" Well to those who are spiritually and intellectually more mature they've watched the wheat grow they've watched the tares grow and now we're in the process of being able to see the tares from the wheat differentiate the two and I find it telling I find it I don't know about you but I find this very telling right now you look at certain individuals, groups, 
websites, authors, producers, prosecutors, senators, representatives, you name it, who really, who's, who had so much, who put so much effort into exposing and taking down people like Hillary Clinton. Look at what they're doing now. I could name names, but it's easy. Just, folks, you can, you know, those people who understand what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. The people who have said Hillary Clinton for prison, for example, where have they turned their guns? Have they persisted in going after and exposing and pushing for prosecution of Hillary Rodham, Diane Rodham Clinton? No. No, they've turned their guns on the enemies of the Clintons. Mm. Tear. Infiltrated. Co-opted. What about the patriot groups in this country? Pushed and compelled into making decisions. Infiltrated. Many have, many have, not all, many have been infiltrated and co-opted. But to what end? I mean, this is not happening in a vacuum. It's for a time, and the time is now. The time is gaining on us. I shouldn't say it's now, it's, it's gaining on us. It could be tomorrow. I don't know. We don't know. Do you know when it's going to be? Eh, probably not. It's coming. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah, well, it's coming. So, I really, I'd like everyone to really understand, as Joe began so eloquently with the Wheat and Tares parable, now it's becoming more clear. It's becoming clearer. The larger picture is that, as an analogy or metaphor, a parable, I suppose, is the more, most accurate way. We have to learn from that. We should learn from that. Because now the time is upon us, or is it nearing. And this is why we are feeling that, that heaviness of spirit. This is why we are seeing that muddy of the water. This is why it seems like now, <laughs> seems like now is the time that it's crunch time. This is why Paul McGuire had done such a great job in the article. You can go to HagmanHagman.com, and, and it's linked off of HagmanHagman.com. But it's crunch time. So we, we have a choice. We're faced with a choice. We either stay at ground level, and we partake in the, oh, it's rah-rah Trump, rah-rah Cruz, rah-rah Rubio, or Clinton or Sanders. We stay at the ground level and do that, and go ahead and understand Nothing, absolutely nothing. Don't understand anything about the bigger picture, and 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 stay at the kindergarten level, and, and even find solace, if you will, find some level of satisfaction in staying there, because there is this feeling, this this somewhat serenity, if you will of not knowing the bigger picture. It doesn't absolve you. 
right? It shouldn't absolve you. No, 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 it doesn't absolve you at all. No, 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 no. But it certainly gives you gives you some sort of physical relief, doesn't it? To to be at that level, to stay at that level, and to argue like kindergarten kids about things that really don't make a hill of beans difference in the end. Ah, see. That's where they want you. They want you there at that level. They want to keep you at that level. They want you to be an infant intellectually. That's what they want. And you are very compliant because it feels good. (laughs) You don't have to think too much. You can accept what's spoon-fed to you and be happy and go shopping. That's what they want. You've been programmed. You've been brainwashed by, well, you've been, it's been a process. It hasn't been just one or two or three events or councils or groups. No. It's been a process. It hasn't been isolated. It's been a process and it's been growing and growing and growing and growing over the years. And now, they've refined it so much. Oh, they, there were times, like during Nazi Germany, where where they really refined the genocide. There were times, like right after the Kennedy or the Kennedy assassination, really talk about trauma, trauma-based mind control. And then RFK and, and uh, or Sirhan Sirhan and uh, uh, Robert Kennedy, another trauma-based mind control event through the tools, the Freemasons using the tools, the checkered floors and the polka-dotted dresses, I guess. So now, today in 2016. We have a generation, in my view, who has been sufficiently dumbed down, sufficiently sold the idea that if they're old and can't work a cell phone like me or choose not to, if they're if they've got arthritis or they have Alzheimer's. It's okay to, to kill them. Oh, abortion, it's okay. My body, my choice. Now we're up to 4,000 a day here in this country. Life, meaningless. Mission accomplished. That's this, that's this generation. It's actually the last generation before, now this generation cash bad it's easy to swipe a card or tap a card you you want to you want to buy your groceries tap a card that's where we're at today how'd we get here you think the counterculture revolution that wasn't important oh it was big you you see this is kind of like a history professor maybe not me, but just maybe in 2090, 
looking back and saying, I'll tell you, class, this is how, this is what happened. This is how things went. This is how the, the, the stupid people in the West, the dumb Americans, this is, this is how the takeover was accomplished. This is how Lucifer got so many souls before God stepped in and separated the wheat from the tares, made the harvest. In 2012, when Ron Paul was running for president, he did a commercial uh, based on the future in a Chinese classroom where he talked about the fall of the West through their economic and political mistakes, kind of like what you just said, only it was uh, uh, for the purposes of furthering his I'm sure he did campaign. a much better job, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have been set up. The country that we live in, I believe, and as time goes on and the more we see that comes out, was, I, I would hope at one time, set up for a purpose of uh, to create uh, men free to to worship God without persecution uh, from the Catholic Church, without the different you know religious types of infighting that w- was going on back then, and, and the persecutions that were being carried out, both political tyranny and religious oppression. <laughs> but the more I look, and the more I think. And the more I read my Bible and ponder these things, I keep coming to the conclusion that this country was from the beginning. And maybe not in theory, maybe not physically, but the idea of this country was the same idea of of Babel. A government ruled by a tyrant, rebellious against God, for the purposes of trying to finish their invasion of heaven. Hmm. So that's a bigger picture, really. That's the and those that heavenly and view. that bigger picture only being known to, you know, a few dark uh uh principalities and powers that have guided the men who have committed the actions that got us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Throughout history, um in decisive battles and in uh, times of great revolution and change. There has always been an unknown man that comes around to make the right speech or to take the right action to guide history in the proper direction. Mm. From orators to uh, George Washington getting shot point blank on the battlefield six times and not having a hole in his... You remember the tour yep. we took at Valley Forge? Yep. You know, he received... uh divine guidance in his own words from three spiritual guides that appeared to him as orbs at night gave him the visions about the the world wars and the destruction of america gave him positions of the enemy's bat uh, the the enemy in the revolutionary war and their positions and where they their plans and without that information he would have uh went away in defeat Hmm. There's always a spiritual in, intervention. And when I say spiritual, it's good or evil, usually evil, because the interventions of good are done without, I don't want to say without proof, but without 
there's no need for the Lord to say this is uh, my work because His right. work it's is self-evident. It's right. not. It needs no verification. It's got the. As in yep. Daniel, when yep. Daniel prayed and when he sought wisdom, an angel of the Lord, Gabriel, came to him. Gabriel didn't come to him as some UFO or some green orb to give some vague, you know, uh, detailed information for that time and place. An angel of the Lord, Gabriel, came to give Daniel what Daniel understood as the vision of rebuilding the temple and to the end of things, from the coming of Messiah Jesus Christ to the end of the world. Mm. Yeah. The dark spiritual entities keep their human masters or the, the masters of the humans who are humans themselves or human hybrids in the dark as much as we are to a great extent. And, and we need to, we really need to, to, to know that the tools, the, you're right, the enemy, the, the, see, we consider ourselves pawns in cannon fodder. We meaning the Christians, the good guys, shall we say, or the, the those on the side of righteousness, but, but are not those who are being used, are not those who, who, who are considered the fallen, fallen ones, the, uh, or the, uh, in the employ, shall we say, of, of the demonic forces? Are they not? pawns as well in a, in a cosmic game or a cosmic I shouldn't say game but this cosmic uh, war of course they are and, and we can take it a step up from that couldn't we and say well you know it's almost like the, the people who are, are at the ground level who are engaged in the all oh, the feel good stuff where we don't really have to think too much we can root for our candidate we can um we can uh, make America great again. Not that there is anything inherently wrong with that. The attempts to do so, and in fact, we're called to do so. But to live in that simple area that gives everyone kind of the free freedom to feel okay and not really look at... I mean, they're like in, in the room of a house, we'll say. But they're not looking around. They're not looking outside and seeing the storm clouds that, of the storm that's bearing down on the house where... They're about to lose their house, yet they're playing comfortably in that that room. So, yes, yes, you're right. I mean, it's very interesting the way the way it the way it plays out. And yes, it is the same. You know, folks, and I just want to. I, I somebody had sent an email during the air, and I just want to to say thank you to uh, to Susan. Jay, yeah. Uh, please don't forget Lavoy, uh, Lavoy Finnicum. You know, we we had talked about this, and, and I just want to make something clear because maybe I, I guess I didn't make this clear initially. Um, and I know Stuart Rhodes was on with uh, JB today, and uh, Le- or Lavoy Finnicum was was murdered in my view, in my estimation, mm-hmm. in our view. Uh, by was murdered, not not killed. There was no shootout. He was killed. He was murdered, executed by our government. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are pointing the fingers and saying, "Well, those people were crazy to do what they did." 
I want to go on the record and say this. If, if any of you, um, just to be clear, and I initially thought, well, maybe wrong place, wrong time, wrong people. But doesn't the wheat and the tares apply here to the infiltration? I mean, I had mentioned earlier, we had mentioned, we talked about this, that the infiltration has is everywhere, involving every group, every... So what's different about this group? The level of... They've been infiltrated, absolutely. But does that negate the fact that there was a guy that was executed, a man, a patriot, who believed he was standing up for his rights? He was executed by our government, and no one says, wait a minute... This is wrong. Oh, wait, black lives matter. Hands up, don't shoot, that matters. But who in the hell is speaking for the people who are murdered in cold blood, and that includes Lavoie Fennigan? I don't care if you disagree with... I don't care if you say wrong place, wrong time. There are two separate issues here, in my estimation. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The guy was murdered. He's a patriot. And, you know, you think, oh, well, it's a, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. They're stupid for doing that. Gee whiz. He's stupid, really stupid for doing that. Well, you know what? Is that what you're going to say when you look at the statistics and you say, well, statistically, I mean, that's going to happen to me because I'm, I'm, you know, but, but I'm going to stand up for my rights, doggone it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> but but then, see, it's not going to be stupid when your door is kicked in yeah. and your house is confiscated yeah. and your family is put under subjugation or slavery. Uh, is it going to be, you know, uh, stupid? Should have paid attention to Lavoie Finnegan. Should have paid attention yeah. to murder. And you know should what? Should have stood up for property rights. Right. Well, we should have looked at it the way, I mean, we should have looked at this the right way. And we should have, number one, held the press accountable for not reporting this. We should have held our government accountable for not saying anything when he was executed. We should have asked more questions. We should have been more proactive. And I know people out there, they are. But once again, divisiveness comes in. And once again, infiltration comes in. And the patriot movement falls apart, just like the conservative movement falls apart, just like the Christian movement I don't, excuse my words. There is here. a patriot movement out there, but I believe apart. it is more so every man for themselves That's than right. anything else. And you know what, what really propels that is jealousy and envy. It's the root of this. You know, okay, we're going to change the world, but we're going to do it using my website, my terms, my doctrine, my whatever. Right. Okay. And that's, here's what we need. We need a leader. We really don't need a leader. Um, we need idea. We no, we no. We need a group of people that don't give a damn about their own egos. That don't give a damn about what people think of them. That don't care about. They just don't care about hits on a website or getting rich or being right when it. When I say being right, I, you know what the sad part about that is, though. Anybody who's like that would never take the role. Well, it doesn't have to be. If we all collectively get together and say, "Forget the egos. Forget. I don't care if your car is shinier than mine. I don't care if you get more hits on your website than I don't. You know what? In doing this, and I'm going to say this flat out, I, I could care less. So we get reports every day. Oh, this is your listener. You know, <coughs> here's how many people listen to your show. Hey, you're growing. Uh, yay, yay for us, okay. Okay, but you know what, at the end of the day, who cares? <laughs> the, I look at those, I look at, I think, who cares? If one person was led to Jesus Christ there you the go. whole time we've been on the air, then 
this was fruitful. Right. And we look at the, the figures, the numbers, and we know that they, they, they've they been, you know, messed with. There's no. You look at the numbers on, on live. You think the live views are, are accurate? It's not what our servers say. No, or or no, no numbers. So if you're into numbers and into rank and into who looks better than who, well, have a nice life. But if you just want to get the truth out there, and don't want to, you know, if you don't care that, oh, I should lead it. I should lead lead the band. I want to. I want to lead the band. No, no, you can't do that. And again, this is not against any one person or group or whatever. No, this is just about, this is about survival in the, the earth as we are today. This is about surviving what's coming. Anyway, uh, so I just want to make sure that people were clear in our position. Yes, we do believe, uh, Mr. Finningham was, was executed. We believe that there was a crime committed by our government. We believe that this is going to, this is being done and, and people are being, uh, and, and it's so sad to, to, to see comments on so-called uh, conservative, now politically conservative message boards and forums but, that that just rip apart these people. Yeah, and and, and the, they don't give a doggone about about the life of the man. And the the, the commenters from the left who use the word, I mean, from the uh, abortion news that I mean, like I said, I heard extremist, terrorist, uh, anti uh, women's health. Um, advocates, yeah. anti-abortion extremists, propagating terror against Planned Parenthood, an organization that does good for women and children, and you know, we would basically die without it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and this can't be said enough um, with the indictment of the video makers and the people. And I heard on the news today yeah. how they used false identities to gain act you know that's legal they were saying how that's illegal it's legal there's something but wrong there is something wrong when, when when they'll let the murderers of of unborn children yes. go and indict the video people who are bringing the evidence of of, of this this you and me witnessing uh, uh uh somebody beating up an old lady to death out on the sidewalk and us reporting it to the police and getting arrested for reporting the murder of this old lady that we witnessed no, I, That's I essentially what up. happened. I mean, it does not get more lawless than this. That's right. The only step further we can take towards lawlessness is absolute lawlessness, which is oh, anarchy, survival anarchy. of the fittest. Yes. yes. No laws, no authorities, no yep. governments, just you and your human instincts and needs versus the other 7 billion people on the planet fighting for the morsel uh, a crumb the only crumb that's out there you know that will keep you sustainable or surviving yeah let's fight for that though and, and that's what it's coming down to well hey don't worry um look you're uh, paul ryan is speaker of the but, house and telling everyone not to revolt i'm sorry you were well i just wanted to say but as the uh parable of the wheat and the tares uh-huh. were uh-huh. showed that the tares are gathered first put into the barn to be burned the revenge is the Lord's. We always have to remember that. That's right. But that does not give you a free pass to free pass of appetite. Oh, no. Apathy, you know. No. And, what's, and, up, what's Paul Ryan doing? 
I just want to mention that Paul Ryan is just saying, hey, relax, everyone, to the conservatives. To the, to, to the, you all right? Should we increase your oxygen level? Or relax. Are you okay? Relax Holy compared cow. to what? You better, somebody better get those. No, that was funny. The paddles. Well, what is he telling people? What, what's going on that people need to relax? Well, he said, hey, look, we're all angry. You know, the, he, uh, Paul Ryan uh, was at a policy uh, summit. He kicked it off uh, a policy summit at the Heritage Foundation. And he, he had a clear message for the conservatives who who have been his allies over the years. But relax, man, I'm going to do what I want. He said, hey, please, now listen to this, please don't revolt, uh, at least not until next year. That's that's what he said. Don't don't revolt. At least not until next year. So, uh, just a message, everyone. Don't revolt. Just wait a year and then then revolt. Then it's okay. Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the program. How much do we get in our bunkers? <laughs> yeah, really. But now tomorrow we're gonna have a special program, and, and I I'm not gonna reach down and grab you and show you what we're gonna be talking about. But but it's down there. See down there. Yeah, you can't see it. Just take my word for it. It's going to be a special program tomorrow. Thank each and every yeah. one of you guys out there. Congratulations to, to J.B. Wells That's on his right. two-year anniversary. Happy, happy birthday. You happy anniversary, got a chance to do the interview today. Um, yep. We want to thank all our listeners out there, all the people who pray for us, who support us and send us letters and uh, yeah. uplift us. You know, so We come in and get the mail and oh, or man, email and, uh, and we see, you know, thank you guys. Uh, you led me back to the Lord, or I love your show. It is uplifting, and we thank you for being there and for being the best audience that a, uh, a radio show could ask for, Absolutely. any show could ask for. Speaking of numbers, we want to get YouTube live, or live watchers up to 5,000. What do you think? Yeah, 5,000 live. Yeah. Spread the shows far and wide. Sure. All right, folks. We have... This is the Global Star Radio Network.